0: What's up? Welcome to the Fighting Hours Faithful Podcast, Volume 114, Episode 28. Thank you everyone for who's going to join us tonight live and anyone who will be catching this on Thanksgiving or Black Friday while you're not shopping. Because who shops retail anymore? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but if you are, hey, more power to you. I got no problem with that. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. This is kind of a, a late recap of the weight game. And a Stanford pregame, so two things morphed into one, and uh, here we are. I am joined by my co-host,
1: Red Snapper ninety ninety eight, also known as West Coast Irish.
0: West Coast Irish. Now, now you were here for the Wake game.
1: Yeah, it was a blast. It was that a
0: blast. Was a- we had a good time. And then and so we have lots of, of turkey leftovers, which we'll get to later. Uh, first, apologies for the delay uh, for those joining us live tonight. I know I said we were going to start at 9. Typically, we start at 9.30, so maybe a ton of people are going to jump on. Uh, although tonight is the busiest night at bars, right, Red Snapper?
1: Oh, it is. This is the night that bartenders make their money. You fight for this shit.
0: Yeah, that's right. And what's funny is uh, I was tempted to, to meet AJ, um, but we clearly were doing this Wednesday, not Tuesday. Our normal Tuesday slot, uh, some family stuff came up, so we had to push the show back. So um, everyone's just being really patient and generous and whatnot. But uh, no, we, uh, we had a technical dil- difficulty tonight, and I started noticing this actually in the last show we did last week and um the in my you guys probably didn't hear it on the podcast version it was probably going in and out but i was noticing in my ear that the uh the right channel of input from the computer so like the audio that you guys are hearing now was uh was coming in low and uh after doing lots of troubleshooting anything from swapping cables out to testing the actual output jack from the computer to actual speakers to my own headphones to everything found out it was actually this board on The mixer so channel uh, 10 uh, Needs to be uh, taped over because we're not going to use that anymore So I don't know what's going on which is interesting because it's the same channel that deals with the USB interface on the back of the mixer So maybe that whole that whole section of the board uh, is bad. So I don't know Regardless, uh, enough with the technical jargon, uh, but all the, all the the nerdy geeky people uh, probably enjoyed that. Uh, this is actually a <laughs> podcast about football, specifically Notre Dame. So why don't we get to some people and uh, let's get to uh, Reds. Uh, no, we're going to do uh, Coach Parsegian first because he was on first. Sorry, Wookiee, I know. Um, but we're going to do Coach Barsegian because he's our, a very loyal member of the show And he's always been pushed to the back of the line. So uh, we're going to bring him up front. What's up? Coach Price, welcome back.
1: Start the night off for you. What were your feelings after the weight game? Well,
2: I mean, good grief. It could have been worse, but it's, it's what Notre Dame's been this year. We beat the dog piss out of teams that have no business even fielding a football team it seems
0: yeah we killed them so 38 points margin huge
2: i mean it's not considering all huge the, but it's huge all the drama surrounding sam hartman and his ties to wake and everything you know it's it, it could have been worse we did what we should have done when it comes to wake and sam hartman's former team Too bad Notre Dame can't be his former team yet, but, you know.
0: I take it you don't have uh, warm and fuzzy feelings about Sam Hartman, Coach Barsegian.
2: Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. Um, he's, He's turned out to not so much be like a snake oil salesman, but not be what we thought and what he was advertised to be.
1: Now, how much of that is because of Sam Hartman, you think? Or how much of that do you think is because of the play calling? Because the second half was completely different than the first half. Oh,
2: yeah. I saw somewhere where he went 8 of 11 with two touchdown passes when they went to, like, strictly play action play calls. So it's like – and then there was another option where Angeli audibled Yes, out of the play call because he saw he read something different in the defense and then threw a touchdown pass to Faison.
1: Yes, I remember seeing that. Beautiful, and I remember calling that. I'm like Faison on the corner, <laughs> and, and that Jelly, was great.
0: That was on our side of the field because we were at the game.
2: And Jelly should be QB one for 2024. Agreed. Screw the transfer portal.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, no, I I'm so glad you brought that up because I started seeing a lot of this nonsense about transfer portal for quarterbacks. And I'm like, the fuck no. Like we, you've got Angeli. He's he looks great. Every time he's been in there, he's been great. He has not been a liability. Granted. He's, Grant, he's it's barely time.
2: Seen the field and he's audibling
0: Yeah. And they well and he's pick. got touch on the ball. He doesn't look panicked back there. You know, he's a smooth operator. Um now whether or not, you know, CJ Cart comes in next season and blows the the roof off, that's to be determined. But I'll say this if CJ Carr um you know unsettles Angeli as the starter next year, um maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But what I will say is a transfer quarterback, you know, from another system coming into Notre Dame. I just don't I don't see how that's gonna benefit us at this point. Um this year with Hartman, yes I agree. Previous years, you know, with Cone or whatever, I I don't have complaints about that either. Uh, But next year, I don't think that's a good idea um, unless the coaches know something that we don't. But uh, if it's me reading the tea leaves and actually observing Notre Dame football, I don't see
1: it. You're going to see me become a red face snapper if (laughs) the— The transfer portal and the quarterbacks are still open because, to me, the way Angeli, especially after that tweet came out, you know, and Parker admitted that that was not the play call; it was an audible. That right there cemented to me that Angeli should be QB one, or at least the commits that we have. Let that be a fair competition. If Carr wins it, then what does that say about the talent of Carr? Right. Because to me, Angeli won QB one. In that play, hands down,
0: I agree. And should and,
1: only be for what receiver.
0: Yeah, he had he was three of three, so not a whole lot of sample size, but had 36 yards and one touchdown. Um, and that was the one to face on. And so, I mean, again, you know, it was a 17 yard pass. Um, and again, like, like, and we saw this in the pit game when he throws a pass. Across, uh, you know, to the backup tight end, right at the end of the game, he was a smooth. It was a smooth operator. He has nice touch on the ball. Um, if anything, he doesn't have enough um, mustard on the throw, but maybe it doesn't need to because they're like corner passes. They're they're kind of over the shoulder in a place where only his receiver can get it. It's away from protection. Um, uh, it would be interesting to see. Here's the deal. I would like to see Angeli. In a situation where he is more under duress or earlier in the game when we're kind of still feeling things out, um, he's looked really good, but I have to put an asterisk on it because it's always in situations where it's garbage time. Which is still meaningful snaps. Like, I'm not saying it's like it's useless and it doesn't count for the stat sheet. That's not what I'm saying. But the, 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 the flow of the game is completely different at that point versus earlier.
2: Yeah, that's where I want to say, like, okay, Hartman, your career is done. We appreciate you and everything you've contributed to Notre Dame football. But you you know you're not going anywhere in the NFL. If you do anything, you'll be holding a clipboard or doing the scout team. Let Angeli start this game against Stanford. Let's see how he does. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. It ain't gonna happen, but that's what I would like to see.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how like, like let me ask the question this way, coach. Do you see Hartman sticking around for the for the Pop-Tarts Bowl?
2: Probably, unfortunately. Probably. I think so
0: too. I I, I think he will. I, the, if anyone's gonna it's, not It's again
2: it's again because he has he, he knows he's not going to the NFL.
0: Yes and now no. I mean,
2: two of the three big games they had this year, maybe. But you
0: know. I mean, I, if I think he will go to the bowl game, number one, just to play, obviously, but two, in order to raise his any sort of draft stock he does have.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I think he he does play in the bowl game, and honestly, the biggest reason why I want it, and it, it's kind of selfish for next year, is. I attribute Angeli's calmness, his composure to the tutelage of Sam Hartman. And I, I'll give all the kudos in the world to Sam Hartman for his leadership. And that right there I think is the biggest thing that Angeli can continue to pick up from him and then get in, you know, before spring, fall ball, all of that, and really just own QB one. I, I think we'll see an evolution of Angeli and I am calling it right now. I will be there for that spring game. Cause I will not miss that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's going to be great. And I'll and see... oh, go ahead, coach.
2: I was just going to say, can I see Sam Hartman being a phenomenal football coach? Absolutely. Mm. I would be Wanna... willing to let Sam Hartman be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I was just
0: going to ask this question. Where are you going with this? Should he be OC?
2: Let him be the OC. I mean, good grief! He knows how, he knows what's good, what play action. He's yeah. successful in it. Parker's too stupid to continually mm-hmm. use play action. Yeah,
0: I mean, I could I could see Hartman like say he doesn't get picked up, um, you know, for the <laughs> NFL or practice squad or whatever. I could see him coming back to Notre Dame as like a GA or something. Um, you know, unless he's going to go off to you know Wall Street or you know something else with his you know professional career outside of football if that's what he really wants to do um which is possible right he's enrolled at the business school um it's the the thing with hartman is i I think and you know notre dame's record kind of speaks louder on this than than hartman specifically as a player but notre dame's eight and three and it's kind of a ho-hum you know situation and you can argue that two of those losses are are bullcrap and and they shouldn't exist or whatever um simultaneously though it, it is you are what your record is and like it's not like like Hartman threw like a pick six Tommy Reese kind of situation um to lose the game you know in in, in some of these situations or Everett Golson having meltdowns in 2014 or or whatever um that is not what's happening it's it's kind of an overall execution Uh, something you can put on the coaches sort of situation of why Notre Dame lost these games.
1: No, you you definitely cannot, if anything, you can, you can hang that we were even in that game because of Hartman, you know, the, I think it was what fourth and 16 and the scramble against Ohio state. And he dove for the first down like that, that to me was very much him doing everything he could. I think somewhere, you know, he just, he, he lost that little extra bite to to run, and maybe that was Parker's, you know, error in tutelage. But I, I think that element we missed for Louisville for sure.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think you know he he's not a bad quarterback. I think the way the way he was marketed by Notre Dame is having all these touchdowns and he's been, he's so experienced and, you know, we were kicking it the piss out of our first four opponents. And then, you know, and then we hit Ohio state and things change very quickly. Um, and some of these rumors and beliefs and, you know, expressions about, Oh, he, he doesn't live up to the big game or this, that, or the other. Um, you know, some of those things start, start carrying some weight to them. And, and some people are believing it. Some people are retweeting it. Um, I, I don't know if, if I believe that yet one way or the other. But what I will say is, you know, look, we have, we have a winning record in year two of Freeman with a quarterback that is from Wake Forest, right? Like, I'm, let, let's not sugarcoat this. Like, he was recruited to go to Wake Forest. Now, he clearly has developed... And I think he has been a leader for people like Angeli or and whatnot. He has shown composure at times. Um, maybe just he throws bad picks or or this that or the other, but he doesn't. He doesn't look like someone that's that's truly panicked per se. Um, that's just that's just my my interpretation of it.
1: From what I saw was it was kind of twofold. It was the inconsistency of the offensive line it was i think the i'm gonna say naivety of his wide receiver crew and i you could tell sometimes he was going through his progressions and people weren't where they needed to be or they didn't have the separation they needed so i think that added to kind of his happy feet mentality and i think that definitely added to the negative situation around sam hartman but I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably going to end up third, probably fourth, fifth round in the NFL draft. And more than anything in the NFL, you, know, you look at quarterbacks who've done well. The majority of the first round quarterbacks, now recent, okay. But the best quarterback to ever play the game was a sixth round pick. Right. And more than anything, it's going to come down to the luck of the draw, the guy in front of you getting injured, you know, a la drew Brett Bledsoe giving way to Tom Brady.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, I think that has a lot to do with it. But look at how far Brett Favre fell or uh, Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. then he sat behind Brett Favre like that's not a bad situation. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the best to play the game. So it it's going to be whatever situation, but I think he has the football IQ. I definitely believe he has the arm and it's going to be what situation he finds himself in. And if the stars align and he gets it, so I I wouldn't count him out of the NFL.
0: Yeah. I I think that that script has not yet been written yet. And, and a lot of it just kind of depends on what team you end up with. Right. Um, and like you said, the luck of the draw per se, um, <laughs> you know, imagine
1: like, this, imagine Sam Hartman behind Russell Wilson before he retires in Denver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad, bad, bad spot. I mean, who wouldn't, wouldn't want to <laughs> live in Colorado? Um, now, now I kind of want to change gears here because this is something that, that I noticed, um, as a question for coach Barsegian, um, Clearly, the the passing was was very good in this game per se. Um, we were seventy percent on completion percentage, which is really good. Three hundred and thirteen yards passing um, to to you know the ninety eight yards. Is that right? I don't know. Wait, let's verify that. That didn't seem right sorry i
1: will i will say one of the best things and you and i absolutely celebrated was the five yard hitch that we were like wait a sec what was that
0: i know we can actually do (laughs) a hitch like wow play that that that
1: five yard hitch and the two of us were like oh my gosh yes yes let's let's get that because what's going to happen is the linebackers are going to cheat outside gonna open up the middle and then you started to see you know Rico started going through the center of the defense which was beautiful mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the safeties start cheating up and then we started taking the top off and I'm just sitting there going and that ladies and gentlemen is play action at its best yeah
0: yeah I mean the um so so what's where, where am I going with this the the play action though was successful What's really interesting about this game, and this is kind of the question I wanted for Coach Persejan, is the rushing piece. We had one <laughs> rushing touchdown by Estime.
2: In the we, second half of all of them. I know, time. it's crazy.
0: We had 137 yards to their 134. So it's not terrible, but it's also not great. And But our run percentage of the play calling, play calling for run percentage Was less less than 50%. It was 46.9, 47% run plays. Coach, do you see this as a problem?
2: Not really. Okay. Uh, Part of it is also the fact that Wake Forest is just terrible.
0: Yeah, it's Wake Forest, right.
2: So, I mean, it it wouldn't have mattered if we'd have thrown the ball every single time. Wake wasn't going to be able to stop Notre Dame. Yeah. So, it's it's really more we figured out something that works, and that's the play action and stick to it. Because, honestly, do we really think Stanford is going to be able to defend against it? I doubt it. And if they do, more power to them for actually being able to stop it. Now, Notre Dame traditionally has not fared very well at Stanford, especially in the Kelly era. It was god-awful. But if we figured out something that works, and if – I know it's Parker we're talking about, but if he'd actually stick to the play action, we can run it every single time or throw it every single time, as long as we're working the play action that is successful for Hartman, we should be good and not have any worries or issues.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to throw a hypothetical out there, and I want both of your reactions, Coach and uh, Joe. What if Parker goes back, watches the film of this game in the second half, and sees the benefit of play action. And Stanford, the whole game plan is based off of the strengths of play action. And we have, I would say, pretty close percentage you know, breakdown, about 45 55% run to pass. And we end up blowing out Stanford, and the offense is just humming. Do you see Parker, and would you be open to Parker, maintaining the offensive coordinator position next year.
0: i like let Coach answer that first.
2: Depending on what he does at quarterback, I'll think about it. If he keeps in jelly, because personally, I, uh, unless Carr is just ungodly phenomenal as a true freshman, Let Angeli have the job. Because we already know how good Angeli is just based off of reading a defense before the snap. So, just let Angeli be QB1 going into it. And let's see how he does unless Carr can just steal the job from him. And if he does that, then we'll see. But at the same time, how long did it take the offense to really get going against Wade? I mean they, they kind of sputtered along initially, right? Yep. And and
1: our that was because series... they were still going for the RPO.
0: Yeah, our our first series was three and out.
1: So it was kind of
2: one of those deja vu's with like how it was with Pitts. Kind of like, good grief! Come on, what's the problem? Why is this taking so long to get going?
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, Notre Dame's first play, and, and I want to answer Red Snapper's question here. First play, three and out, um, or series, excuse me, second series, 11 plays, 51 yards, a uh, lot of time off the clock, and then uh, we miss our field goal. Uh, then oh, Wake goes three and out, then we finally score a touchdown, which is great. And then we score another touchdown and then we get a field goal at the end of the second. Right. And, and so it's, it's, um, it's 17 to sub uh, 17 to seven at the end of the second in halftime. Now what's really interesting is, um, well, before, before I move on to the, to the, awesomeness that was the third quarter um to answer red snappers question about parker because i've thought about this because because at times it looks good but again it's 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 awake they're they're not a good team so then how how much credit do i really need to give them um that i'm not so
1: sure and i think it really centers on do you think Notre Dame lost games to other teams or do you think Notre Dame allowed other teams because we beat ourselves by not optimizing our offense? And that's kind of where I I think that linchpin could be the difference of, well, if we found now the recipe for success in the play action with the personnel we have and we start building the offense around that, you know, if estimate comes back you know that's going to be a huge proponent.
0: What what I find interesting about all three of our losses is there they all kind of have a different different vibe. Like like Ohio State, I think if I any one of your like Ohio Ohio State was like like you you could pick one of many situations and we probably end up winning that game anything from and and it all is coaching related right anything from uh actually kicking a field goal instead of going for it on fourth down earlier in the game to having 11 guys on the field versus versus uh uh versus 10 at the end um better play calling In the fourth quarter, when we have the lead and we have the ball, and if anyone missed that, go go to our Ohio State post game show, where Irish Tightness broke that down. I've gone back and listened to it. Fantastic analysis of we have the lead, we have the ball, and all we have to do is just hold out and we win the game, or we punt it deep and then let the defense come on. But we gave the ball back to Ohio State with too much time and too short of a field. Um, and, and that kind of comes down to play calling. Louisville just looked like trash from the beginning, and just was trash. Either the game plan, to you know, not preparing the players, to just poor execution and fumbles, or you know, inter- well, it was really interceptions, right, by Hartman. Um, so, so a lot of a lot of stuff just did not go well. It was not Notre Dame's night for that game. And then Clemson, Clemson, we were just out coached by a, a more experienced guy who used, you know, uh, down in distance and and punting it deep to uh, to Clemson's advantage to keep Notre Dame back in their own zone. There's some shitty play calling that goes in there too. Um, so so all three losses that we have this season are different different complexions there's there's not a recycling and a repeat of of you know one scenario versus the other which kind of makes the ohio state game and that loss the most palatable per se um louisville was so bad the only one that really probably should have been turned around was that clemson game because you know Clemson is not good this year, and we just we just kind of got in our own way personally.
2: And Clemson kept trying to hand us the game on a silver platter, but Notre Dame just nah. We're I done. Mean, the
0: offense just couldn't do anything. You know, for six possessions, we moved the ball sixty yards total. It's just it's just not going to work. So,
2: but they were playing man, Joe. They were playing man. We I mean that
0: that market. doesn't bother me. I I know I know where you're going with this, but.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know
0: exactly. I, I do. Well, and then Freeman's up there on the press conference talking about being spooked and some of this other bullshit. So, um, I mean, I, I was oh, uh, I was pissed at the end of that game, you know. So.
2: What was this garbage that I was seeing over the last day or two of Wait For It? Was it Wait For us coach? Because I never did watch it.
0: You know, I never saw Talk it. I, I did Day see it on Twitter, on. and I, I was I was doing show prep for tonight. I saw the highlight on uh, – as I was doing some recap of the stats from the Wake game. And uh, I saw the highlight. You know, ESPN had some article up. So I didn't see it. It's something about Sam Hartman's like, – like, why is he so embraced by Notre Dame fans? And, and look, without even reading the article, all I will say is this. Notre Dame is a different place. I mean, Red Snapper, you were just there, Coach. You're you're clearly going to come up for Stanford, hopefully next year. It, Notre Dame Stadium is a different place. It the the fan base is is in general a welcoming community. I'll, I'll can I say that? And they they don't get too crazy, you know, medieval, critical, however you want to describe it. If if you're if you're there, you know, like half the people that are in that stadium probably have never been to a game at Notre Dame before ever. So that that may explain the lack of routing. Um There's you know, there's a lot of children that are there. Um, it, I, I do think that they've made the stadium uh, pretty fun. I will say that um there's some fun stuff they're doing the jumbotron and some of these other interactions and things but they they are making it a family ish place uh for uh you know for fans and and for the for for whatnot that being said when you have a transfer quarterback with a lot of experience and who has put up really good numbers when when he goes to notre dame yeah the fan base is going to embrace qb1 You know that that's what made 2014 so painful, because you had Everett Golson, who was this fantastic quarterback we had in 2012, and he he does Superman dives and he he throws the throws you know amazing passes here and there. He's got a great arm, throwing balls on frozen ropes, and. 2012, we go to the Natty, and, and and clearly we were outclassed in in that game against uh, the maroon team. We really don't like talking about that. Um, but but again, he uh, and, and then he has to sit out for an academic situation, which which was unfortunate. But then 2014, the prodigal son returns. We slot in the slaughter the fat and calf and you know, put a ring on your finger, put a robe around you and make you QB one. And, you know, we're, we're riding high, we're undefeated. And we have a a really, really close loss with a questionable call at Florida State. And then, and then right after that, just the wheels fall off the train and it's just a complete train wreck. Um, It's so bad, just interception and his mind is in the tank. And it's just, it was so painful to watch the downfall of Everett Golson. That and 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 it was so hard for fans to come around to say this guy is a liability and he needs to go. I think in general Notre Dame fans, maybe not people on this show or people listening to Notre Dame podcasts, but in general, your average Notre Dame fan in that stadium on Saturday is not going to be crazy critical. Turning it back to the present and this Wake Forest team, I their coach. If he's surprised by this, he just doesn't get Notre Dame. He doesn't understand, you know, what Notre Dame is about and how the fans base is is almost too loyal. And like, like, like these are the same people that didn't, didn't, didn't want to fire Kelly in 2016 because they're like. Oh well, he's better than the previous guy, and he de- he took us to the title game, and he deserves, you know, this, that, or the other. I would like to think we're a little more objection objective on this show. Um, and, well, and, and, but but I also think that, and I'll I'll throw it back to you in a second, Coach. I also think that Hartman, with his experience and with his talents, and and. His craft that, that has way more experience does give us the best opportunity to, to, to win, um, which is why he should be QB1, you know, unless he throws multiple interceptions Then of course, pull him. Back to you, Coach.
2: Well, there's a book that I own that is titled 101 Reasons to Love Notre Dame. I have edited it
0: huh.
2: and narrowed it down to 97 reasons. Uh oh. Because there's four of them that are just complete horseshit. Okay. <laughs> one it, of them is the Jerry Faust. No, one of them is Jerry Faust. Okay. For whatever reason, he is included in the book as a one of the 101 with an asterisk to Love Notre Dame.
0: That really? is bullshit.
2: Why? Jerry Faust is a load of garbage. He is probably the one coach that I could see getting booed out of the building. If they tried to do any kind of Hey, welcome back. You know we appreciate all you did for Notre Dame. People will give him the finger and say, "Get the hell out of here and never come back." <laughs> that is that is probably one of the few people as because they're not going to do that to Sam Hartman, and I'm not saying they should do it to Sam Hartman. He doesn't deserve it. He's, I mean, in my opinion, he did better than
1: Cone did.
0: Oh, sure, just, without a question.
1: Just, just saying. I think his uh, intrinsic value is more off-the-field leadership yes. and bringing up the, the mentality, the morale, and just the overall you know attitude of the quarterback room in general. And I think that's where the biggest offense would be bringing another quarterback in on the transfer portal is everything that this year has done off the field in the quarterback room you see that in the progression of Angeli and I don't want to see that momentum or that attitude or that morale changed in any way, because even if worst case scenario, car comes in, you know, blows the roof off the place, wins QB one and Angeli decides to transfer out. Cause he's not going to get bad play, you know, any, any playing time that, that, that that's the worst case scenario. That you have such a now an elevated room, an elevated talent, an elevated mentality. That that's the problem. That's a great problem to have.
2: Yeah. Mm. And I agree. But and I think Hartman overall, he actually bought into Notre Dame. And what it meant, and what it stands for, better than Carr did as far as a transfer quarterback. You mean and Carr embraced yeah. all of it. Or Cone, yeah, yeah. He he embraced every aspect. Yeah, of it. I mean, I wasn't Actually a senior saw day enjoying himself, like wearing the leprechaun hat, walking around with the shillelagh.
4: Yeah, Cone
2: was just like. I'm just here to further my football career and try to improve my draft status.
1: I agree. And, I- and another thing that I, I really loved seeing was as soon as they pulled him, you know, the camera was on him because he was revving the crowd up. And then all of a sudden he started pointing at Angeli like, no, it's his turn. Like get the camera on him. Cause he saw himself on the jumbotron and it was like, no, it's his turn now. Like get the camera off me. It's now on him. And somebody got a great still of that. It ended up being a tweet and I thought that was priceless, but it shows the attitude of Sam Harmon and the leadership of that quarterback room.
2: He's been around long enough. He gets it.
0: Yeah, I I agree, you know, and I mean, I, I think, I think his, his attitude and his ability to relate to the Notre Dame community, you know, like, like he fits well with Notre Dame, you know, like I, I don't like using the term Notre Dame guy because that just makes my skin crawl a little <laughs> bit. But but what I will say is, you know, it's
2: like saying Michigan, man,
0: that that's exactly where I'm going um, or trying to avoid. Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, like like it was senior day. We were there. He was the last one to run out of the tunnel. That was his last game at Notre Dame stadium. Um, it was great. He loved it. Um, the fans loved it, obviously. And he's a transfer. He's been there, you know, he's played, you know, only a handful of games in Notre Dame stadium. Um, and, and I think he he's going to leave on a positive note, assuming that we take care of business in the next two games. Um, but even, even, even if things do go sideways, I don't think people are going to, you know, leave the table thinking that Hartman was a disappointment too much. Um, I mean, mean, you, you could always say you want more out of, out of a guy or more out of, you know, a team. But, but again, I keep going back to the fact that, look, he was brought in as a transfer from Wake Forest and, under a coach that, you know, this is his second year ever being a head coach, period, anywhere. So, so I'm, and that's not to make excuses. That That's just fact and reality. So.
1: I'm well, going to give a little prognostication here because everybody's saying, oh, okay, it's a down year, you know, we, you know the it's, it's in. turned into a down
0: it's turned into a down year i i, and I i'm going
1: to say i say there's one possibility that this is going to be an amazing finish to the year where so. everyone sees this season as a positive because and this is my <laughs> prognostication is you know the media manipulators are gonna try to get LSU against Notre Dame in a bowl game. Pop Tarts Everybody, Pop-tarts. everybody is afraid of that Pop Tarts bowl. You know matchup. I welcome it. No, I, I want, want it because That's what I want to. I want to see that offense humming. Brian Kelly doesn't see it coming, and then all of a sudden, Sam Hartman blows the crap out of LSU and Marcus Freeman gets a bowl win against Brian Kelly against LSU and I want to see Sam Hartman show out on that game. I see that as an absolute win and this season would go down as a winning season with that as the result.
0: Yeah, I mean if we can if we can get up to 10 wins, you know, go 10 and 3 after the bowl game, you know, I think that's great regardless of who we play. Um, it'll be even extra sweetness and clearly something that I would like for Notre Dame to beat LSU to beat Brian Kelly right in the Pop-Tarts Bowl or or what one of these other lower level bowls, um, whether that happens or not, I I don't know. I don't know what the latest projection is, um, but but I I think the the powers that be should make that happen if they can. Um, you know, LSU fans are dicks, and um, Notre Dame fans are kind of the opposite of that. So. <laughs> Coach, any final thoughts here about Wake? Uh, We haven't really talked about Stanford, but Notre Dame is favored by 26 points and should beat the shit out of them.
2: I've got some random (coughs) football trivia for you.
1: Oh, here we go. Bring it on.
2: All right. Lambeau Field of the Green Bay Packers. Who is it named after?
0: Lambeau Field? Yes. Don't know.
2: Curly Lambeau. Earl Lewis Curly Lambeau, a former Notre Dame halfback. Hmm.
0: Did he play for nice. you? No, he didn't play for you.
2: <laughs> no, he didn't. He was like Harper Rockney era.
0: Nice. Nice.
2: He was with the Packers from nineteen nineteen to nineteen twenty nine. And then he coached the Packers till nineteen forty nine. Wow. Six-time NFL champion, by the way. Wow. Just random tidbit that I recently came across. So, I like that. Uh, that is good. You just like- help
1: me like. Uh, you help me like and appreciate the Green Bay Packers a little bit more. A little
0: bit more.
2: <laughs> Excellent. No. But anyway, here's hoping that we don't. Pull a Brian Kelly and scrub our toe on the stump of a tree in Palo Alto.
1: Absolutely not. Let's get Wookie on. That, that we'll should
0: wait. not happen. I mean, if something like that <laughs> happens, I may, I may be beside myself. All right, let's go to Wookie. What's up? Thanks for Coach Parcegian.
4: Fuck Michigan. Yes. And uh, Angeli is my number one quarterback next year and man cheers happy thanksgiving
0: happy thanksgiving to you too wookie yeah i think wookie is saying some truth there um and and jelly's looking good he's he's looking smooth you know i mean he, he we've only <coughs> excuse me we've only seen limited uh exposure of him but uh but i i he, what he has showed I'm not seeing warning signs, I think, is what Wookie's trying to get at.
4: He hasn't, like, had too many um, snaps to even show warning signs at all. Like, really. No. But that touchdown pass that he had, man, I blew up. <laughs> and my best friend was like, are you okay? i like, And hey, jelly touchdown, i jelly touchdown. <laughs> it was so awesome to see him throw a touchdown pass and to call an audible. What have I been saying since the Louisville loss? Yeah. Let Sam Hartman call the plays from the line. Just let him. Let him go. Let the quarterback call the plays. Like, we can't count count on Parker.
0: Yeah. Do you see... um, Let let me me put the question this way, because Notre Dame clearly is favored. I mean, we have a 98.7% likelihood of winning. Notre Dame's an 8-3 team. Stanford's a 3-8 team. Notre Dame's favored mm. by 26 points per teamrankings.com. The question to you Wookiee, is at what point do we see jelly? Do we see him in the third
4: quarter? Um I say we see him in the fourth. In the fourth? That's a safe yeah, yeah, it all depends on beginning we start slow, beginning of like fourth.
1: did this week, which I'm yeah. praying we don't.
4: Yeah, it's all it's all about how we start. Like if we start off and get that first drive or, well if we kick off win the kickoff and uh, accept or decline the first drive whichever we do if we get that first drive and score a touchdown i say we see angeli in the uh, third end of the third maybe
1: if we if we take this game's second third and fourth quarters and advance them into stanford's first second and third we'll see him by the third yeah yeah i agree with
4: that for sure
0: I mean, Stanford is ranked 113th in points <laughs> per game. They, they so average they, 20.4 points per game.
4: Are we going to score 56 points against them? <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to go all
0: pit on them.
4: Is, is that what you're predicting, Wookiee? I mean, it, well, th- there's two questions here. Is Sam Hartman going to start and is Audric Estime gonna start and finish? Like, if Audric Estime finishes, yeah, I say, Let's go fifty-six. Let's let's blow it over fifty.
0: I mean, they've got to do it for the bowl game. They they average literally one passing touchdown a game. They they have they're one hundred thirteen in the country, <laughs> um, tied with Wake Forest actually. Um, in passing what? touchdowns per game, um, so so it's not good, you know. Like no, like Purdue is better. Matt UMass, Louisiana Monroe, <laughs> oh, Ohio, okay. over,
4: not Ohio State, Ohio.
1: Under, Ohio University. five yeah. sacks in this game for Notre Dame's defense. Ooh, five sacks. Sacks oh. against Stanford. Over, oh. under, be taken.
4: Ooh. Ooh, that's a, that's a tough call. Um, um, I'm going to go under with the five, because that's a lot. That's asking a lot from our defense. Um, because we haven't had, we average, what, two to three sacks per game? Is that is that about right?
0: Uh You're 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 testing me here, and you're you're (laughs) you're, well. No, no, no. You you. I normally have this, but you're you're revealing the fact that my show prep the last couple weeks has been lacking. Well,
4: I mean, that's a big question. Like five sacks in one game—that's unheard of. I
0: I got that. We we average two point zero nine two sacks per game, roughly. We're sixty third in the country.
4: Uh, All right, I'm going under <laughs> now.
0: Now here, here's the crazy shit. We're tied with over ten teams in sacks per game at two point oh nine. One of those teams two? we are tied with is Stanford.
4: <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? Yes.
0: However, however, <laughs> sacks against. Stanford is dog shit. They're 119th in the country in that stat.
1: <laughs> How many have they allowed? Uh,
0: they have, they they on average, have 3.3 sacks against them per game.
4: They're Man, t- I'm
1: liking the line I created. Five? Right? This, I, I think that's doable. That's right.
4: Is this going to be a, a blowout, like a shootout blowout? of my 56 56- to fifty-eight points, be correct, no, a
1: sixty burger.
4: Oh my God, I would love a sixty-point win, <laughs> like a sixty-pointer.
1: Uh, I just don't know 60... if that's gonna
0: happen. I don't know. I mean, Notre, Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame is actually really pretty good in this statistic. They yeah. are ranked. They're tied with multiple teams. Uh, ranked twenty-second in the country only being sacked 1.27 times Ooh. per game. Ooh. So so pretty good um for for sacks against. So um so that's good uh, sacks allowed, excuse me. Now Natty's the national champion averages 40th in this uh statistic as far as ranking goes and 1.6
1: Okay.
0: So so we're right. we're actually better than the national champion average in sacks against per game. So so from from that stat alone, um Notre Dame's got the advantage. However, I will also say of the stats I look at, that one is literally at the bottom. It is the last of course. it is the last yeah. stat I look at, which is sacks allowed. Um it is ranked twenty fourth out of out of all of these guys above it. Scoring margin is more important. Touchdowns, scoring defense, etc. So, um, tackles. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not dog shit, right? You can't be terrible at the statistic, but um, no. And and it clearly can be a momentum thing, you know, for your defense mm-hmm. if you're if you're putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, getting a lot of sacks, etc.
4: Yeah, this game, I don't know how it's going to come out Saturday, but uh, <sighs> I got to work. And everything, but I'm working from home, so I'll be able to watch it while I'm working. And uh, let's just say that that's happened a few times this year where there was maybe possibly a hot mic. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right I remember so hearing the story. I I hope it's it's this week it's a hot mic because you just you have to keep tweeting out your Michael Myers touchdown. Oh man, you you
4: you had that. (laughs) I I forgot about that last weekend, and man, I just wasn't into it last weekend. But you are correct.
0: I mean, we we weren't. We we were definitely not on Twitter during the game. We we were in the stadium. No, you weren't. That's
4: why. Yeah, yeah. We had some
0: tweets before the game and after the game, but but during, definitely not.
4: Um. Yeah, the Michael Myers. Uh. the Michael Myers touchdown tweet will continue now.
1: <laughs> there we go. There we go. We uh... with the
4: with the five with the uh, five foot nothing t- uh, touchdown jersey. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah,
0: that's right. There you go. That's right. I think I'm gonna wear that for the game on uh, on Saturday.
4: Oh, I'm definitely wearing it. It's my game I, my I go to jersey. I, I haven't
0: I haven't worn it in a couple of weeks, so I think we'll uh, we'll get that going. Yeah it's the last game of the regular season so we got to get the whole crew on and again getting the crew on um, mm. I, I see dr abby we'll get to you because we got to get your uh, tailgate recap this this is the quality control how, <laughs> how how good or poor uh even better ifs related to the tailgate but before we get to dr abby we're gonna bring jimmy joe back on because it's been a while since he's been back um on the show uh, and Mac, I see you there, uh, but I, I know you're very excited that uh, Sacramento State is ranked high in FCS. They made the top 25. I saw that. So, <laughs> and I'm sure you have some comments since you're in the neck of the woods. They're relatively, uh, relatively close to uh, Stanford. A uh, couple final thoughts here, reflections on Wake um, as we move into Stanford. Uh, question for Wookie. Are we a second half team?
4: Um, it depends on if we get the ball first or if we get the ball second. I say if we get the ball first, no, we are not a second half team. Mm. If we get the ball after halftime, boom, it's on. It's on.
0: Now, is that your preference that we defer to the second half?
4: That is, uh, yes. If we refer to the second half, though, we're golden. Something I've always been curious
0: about is what is the quote-unquote right decision there? You know, say you, um, and obviously if you win or lose the, the coin toss, you know, it, it kind of depends, but, well, and this would be, be a question of, you know, wins and losses, and, and it may not be exclusive to national champions, but... Um, and it would take a lot of work to see if this is even statistically yeah. significant. But yeah. does it really matter if you get the ball first right away or if you defer to the second half? And furthermore, I... is it is it more of a function of do you score the first time you get the ball or who's the first team that scores in the second half, right? That That's probably maybe even the better question rather than just, the the decision made at the coin flip?
4: I think personally it depends on who you're playing. Um, Because if you get the coin toss and you win, you want to go, you want to see if you can go all the way down and score first. Because then if you score first, it's always going to be a catch up game unless, you know, something drastically happens, of course. But, then again you like having the option to have the ball back after half so it's really a double-edged sword here like i mean i guess you would want to start it off with the ball i think
0: i mean for me i've changed my stripes on this and now i don't really know what to think but <laughs> initially like like years ago i always thought it's better to get the ball first First strike, you set the tone from the beginning. And yep. then I've kind of walked it back because, like, like let's go to 2012 Notre Dame. Notre- oh,
4: God, why? Because, because <laughs> our
0: defense was really, really good. It was good. It was so great. Like, I would take that defense in a heartbeat. Grant, it's never coming yes. back. But 2012 defense and even uh, 2018 defense was really good as well.
4: Yeah, 2018.
0: Those teams, specifically 2012, though— it would be one of those situations where I'd like to, do, I would like to get the ball first because when the other team has the ball first, coming out of the second half, they made all these adjustments. I could count on Bob Diaco and the Notre Dame oh. defense that they had made adjustments too. They had counter counter moved or whatever, and that the defense was going to set us straight. Um, anything from goal line stands against Stanford to. You know, surviving three overtimes with Pitt, um, stifling Michigan um, and, uh, you know, their offensive attack that season. Yeah. There, there was many moments in that season where, oh, uh, the, oh. you know, blanking, you know, and, and totally embarrassing Miami. Right. There were so many <laughs> moments in that season where the defense really shined and was was really the star and it's like I would rather have the defense out on the field than the offense just because, you know, I feel it's safer and and we're just a better team that way it, my on that answer, side of the football.
1: My answer would be what is the identity of the team? If you're looking at this year, clearly our defense is the more stout side of the ball. I would want to defer for two reasons. It gives the offense the chance to make its adjustments coming second half and get the ball and start that second half with those adjustments made, but I'm going to put the strength of my team out on the field first. And my strength is my defense. So I want them to give their best shot. Let my defense settle in and stop them because I have a higher confidence in them to do so. than I do my offense. Now, if you flip it around and my offense is the identity of the team, I want to draw first blood. And you know, me, I'm all about taking the top off the the field first play of the game I want to see that post deep to a receiver streaking for that 35 40 yard reception grip it you know, and rip it, I, it baby absolutely and that, that to me is where the strength is and I it really to me is the identity of the team where do you see the strength and the solid foundation of that team do you identify offense or defense as your strength and that's what you put on the field first and with that, with your uh, with your point, what I would have wanted to
4: see is um, we have nothing left to lose. And like I've said, since the Louisville loss, let's let Sam Hartman call the plays.
1: And let him grip it and rip it, baby. Let's go. Let's just put up fucking 56 points on the board. Let's go. Yeah. Sounds like you want to make that a prediction, so you might as well just put it in the ink, man.
4: 56
1: to 7. Woo! <laughs> Boom. <laughs>
4: Wait, wait, wait!
0: I gotta write this down. Wookie,
4: and I'm putting parentheses Griffin
1: and Ripper. <laughs> this just to be the. All
0: right. So what did you say? Fifty six to seven. Yep. Good God. Forty nine
4: points. Oh, dude, with what you said about Stanford and the way their defense is, no, dude, we're gonna put up points. Well, I don't. I, don't, I, out I clearly quarter.
0: think we're the better team. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna. Yeah have a 40 you know we're gonna go pittsburgh on them but um (laughs) uh, but i will say this uh pittsburgh is a better team than stanford right um right so so you're not necessarily crazy for your prediction here i i just don't know maybe it's just my lack of confidence historically in recent years of notre dame versus stanford at that's true granite shaw and harbaugh aren't there anymore so um couple of different situation in Stanford, you know, what are, what are they joining the ACC I think?
4: <laughs> yeah, I think they I, are. I think
0: they are. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think it's goes, possible.
4: So. And uh yeah, I think uh, the only reason why I say that is because last game of the season, let's just fucking go. Let's go balls out.
1: Over under Minchie getting a passing touchdown in the fourth quarter.
4: Ooh.
1: Oh god, dang it. I'm not a
4: I am not a betting man. I'm really not.
1: <laughs> Neither am I, but I love different lines, and I, I can prop bet with the rest of them.
4: Under, uh, under, like, I don't even know what to say here. Mm.
1: I, th- I think Minchie gets a passing touchdown in the fourth.
4: In the fourth? From whom, though?
1: Sam? Or no, no, Minchie, as the quarterback throws. Oh, a touchdown. Oh,
4: oh, 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 oh! My bad. I'm sorry. Um, hmm.
1: God, with the way yeah, the I... freshman receivers ate last in the second half, I I think we carry that momentum. I'm going to be probably dangerously optimistic going into this game. I think Parker has all of a sudden had a light bulb turn on and mm. I think the offensive play calling just continues on. I think first series is going to be a beautiful combination of play action and yeah. we're going to see the offense we should have had all year. Yeah, exactly, but uh,
4: with the, the, the see this is where I'm hate to bring up bad vibes and whatnot. This is where BK fucked us up and hasn't played young guys and whatnot. So I can't really – I don't know. I can't give a good estimation about uh, what's going to happen with uh, once we, you know, run up the score.
1: <laughs> so, well, praise Jack Swarbrick for Kelly being gone and Marcus Freeman being there. So at least we can yeah. rest aside in that. Yeah, thank God. And you guys know my uh, pin tweet. It's
4: the moment that we got them, December 3rd. Cheers. (laughs) Excellent.
0: All right, Wookiee, we are stacked on people, um, and we're going to move on. Thank you for your prediction. Thank you for your contribution. Have a happy Thanksgiving.
4: You too, guys. Everybody in the Notre Dame Nation, happy Thanksgiving. Eat turkey tomorrow, eat a lot, and then chill.
0: That's right. Well, that'll be that'll be a function of uh, the sweatpants I'm wearing and the tryptophane I have consumed. So, thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me on the uh, recap show. Grip it and rip it if we hit that fifty-six burger mark.
4: Grip it and rip it, baby. Let's fucking go. Cut those trees.
0: Cut down the trees. Excellent, Red Snapper. Did you get your cut down the tree shirt yet?
1: I have not yet.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to. Do some quality control here over at. The, I know the we were uh,
1: pushing pushing the timeline on the shipping, so we'll uh, see if I get it. Oh man, fixed. I don't
0: know. You didn't order from the Etsy store, so it's that's okay. True. And, and look at that. I'll take
4: one
1: too.
0: That's right. Well, it, it might be a little late at this point. The uh, the whammy <laughs> swag, those leprechaun show is not as responsive as uh, Amazon Prime. So that's, that's that. Uh, let's go back to Jimmy Joe. It's been quite a few weeks since uh, he's been on. So let's uh, let's get at Jimmy underscore Joe twenty four on uh, the Twitter here. Jimmy Joe, welcome back to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show.
3: Hello, Namaste. It's been a long time since I had a chance to talk to you, gentlemen.
1: Namaste, Jimmy namaste. Joe. How are you?
0: How, is, how are things namaste. in uh, I... Idaho?
3: Oh, it was good. But you know, I went to my first game with the Wake Forest. You know, what? I went.
0: You were at the Wake Forest I... game too.
3: I told you I was going a long time ago, but I couldn't find you.
0: Son of a bitch. We gotta we gotta work on the DM piece here. Damn it. All oh, well, right. I was
3: so, I was looking for a, a like a, a tent or you know and I was looking for fighting Irish but there's a lot of them. <laughs> that,
0: <laughs> that is very true. That doesn't narrow it down, <laughs> I will say that. Well, damn it. That sucks. All right, next time. All right. We we'll, we we'll, we'll have to have to get you out for Stanford uh next year. So you were at the game. So uh what, what I, was this your first game at Notre Dame?
3: Oh, yes. It was wonderful. Oh my very gosh. Wonderful.
0: That's awesome. But you
3: know, I was, I, you should have instructions when you go for the first time. Okay. How so because, Jimmy
1: Jeff?
3: Well, they were throwing things. It was all the marshmallows. I, what <laughs> is that about?
0: <laughs> yes. For, for people who don't know the, the last home game of the year, the seniors, um, it's really a senior thing. They throw marshmallows and it's supposed to be, I think like after the, 1812 overture or something like that and it just seems like they just they just do it throughout the whole game who knows um but yeah the it, it's a senior tradition on on uh, senior night uh to everyone just chucking you know the big marshmallows at all over the place maybe it's a function of it's cold and it, it's supposed to be symbolic of snowballs who knows i i, I don't know the story but um
3: Yes. I mean, I didn't get hit by them because I was in the nosebleed section.
0: Nice, nice. So wait, were high. you uh, touchdown Jesus side or the uh, the opposite side, but closer to Wake Forest? I was the side
3: with all the young young children, all the young students. Okay, there. so you're
0: behind the students. Okay, right on, right on. Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, I mean, hey, you, you didn't have the sun in your eyes, so it's all good. The um, So what did you think of the game? Did you like the atmosphere? Did you think the Jumbotron was good? What? what
3: oh, that's so nice. That's a big TV. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it is.
3: <laughs> did that cost a lot of money?
0: I mean, they, they spent basically a billion dollars for that whole stadium, so I don't know what the, the breakdown of the Jumbotron is. Uh, I will say this... Uh, Jimmy Joe, you've got a got a, a true fan and Doctor Abby. Uh, she's she's saying in the chat here, meeting Jimmy Joe is priority number one. So we'll have to have to see if we can arrange that next year. Um, I
1: guarantee you, she cringed when she heard you were at the game too. She's like, "Oh, I would have met him." I know.
0: It's oh, like, it was damn it,
1: wonderful.
0: That would be wonderful.
3: It was, it was so cold, though.
0: Was it cold? That, trust me, Jimmy Joe, that was the best. <laughs> End of the year game I have ever been to, and I've been to many games. Um, this is probably actually my third senior game, uh, game I've been to. But trust me, that was great weather for the last home game of the year. So You're if you welcome. think that's cold. That uh, that was probably uh, outside the norm for last home. That game.
1: was a little West Coast Irish present for everybody. Thank you. West oh, Coast that Irish. was like the
3: surf report. You say red snapper.
0: That's right. What is the the, the surf report? Wait, wait, wait. Before you do it, we got it. We got to bring up the uh, the the Hold surf on. music. Wait, I know you got here. You're gonna pull it up, and then I'm gonna pull up. Uh, we'll, we'll pull up some YouTube here. We'll get some some uh, surfing music.
3: Oh, you know, while we're waiting for that, I had a question. The missus and I are, we are brining a turkey.
0: Brining a turkey? Oh, so wait. So you're doing, uh, you're doing a bunch of, uh, you're doing the Thanksgiving piece, right? Do they have turkeys in
3: India? Oh, no. No, no No, turkeys? No, no, no. We like lamb.
0: You like lamb? You could do lamb. We're actually not doing, uh, We're not doing the traditional turkey because uh, the folks were in town with Red Snapper, right? So we we had the family. So we had an early Thanksgiving with family. And and so I've been eating, you know, your traditional turkey leftovers, you know, all week, which has been fabulous. Which, by the way, (laughs) no, no, like I will say this. If anyone, you know, like if anyone's got like a like a leg bone or a wing or something of a turkey, get some hot sauce, Louisiana hot sauce. It's better than Frank's. I will fight that, okay. Louisiana hot <laughs> sauce is better than Frank's Red Hot, okay. It just—it's just my preference, but it's also just fact. Um, but put some hot sauce on some turkey; it's basically hot wings, right? It's—it's it's fantastic. So a
1: really big hot wing. <laughs> it's a really big
0: hot wing. That's right, and it's—I uh, think it's got more protein per per ounce or whatever it is. But uh, now nah, here we go. All right, so I think we can get some. Uh, Get some uh, surf music here For uh, Red Snapper here There you go Nice. What's the surf report Red all Snapper
1: right. Well of course Surf report brought to you by Huntington Beach The south side Of the pier where Surf City USA is famous Which we all remember first week of August That's and, right uh, we, we
0: had the Live, live uh, What was that a Facebook thing we did with those leprechauns Yeah that was yeah. fun. That was fun. It was totally impromptu. It's like, dude, let's get the surf report now. We're on
1: the beach. <laughs> exactly. So, coming from Huntington Beach, surf report currently at 7:30 p.m. here on Wednesday night. You're looking at one to two foots, port of fair. It's a nice calm evening in Huntington Beach. Looking at uh, water temperature sitting around 62 degrees, nice which cool. actually is not not too far from you know what the actual weather is. So. Yeah. Sitting at sixty-four currently, so that's right. Got a nice offshore wind of about you know a little over two miles an hour, so you're not going to see a lot of waves, but it's good bonfire weather right now.
0: Yes, yes, this is this is where you yeah. whip out the uh, the 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 classic guitar. You know, you put on a hoodie, bring uh, bring the honeys in a little closer, and uh,
3: or you I, could make s'mores too.
0: You could make s'mores, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Red Snapper, for the surf report out of uh, SoCal there. So, Jimmy Joe, you you were at the game. Obviously, we won, so I'm I'm happy you were able to see a win awesome. at Notre Dame Stadium. I was,
3: I was scared in the beginning. It was we couldn't do nothing. <laughs> We couldn't even hit the ball through the uprights.
0: Yeah, three and out our first possession. And the next possession, we miss our that field
1: goal. That punt was atrocious on that first series. Oh
0: my gosh, the punt was trash, and it's like and that was right in front of us, Red Snapper. We're just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Jimmy Joe's excited with the win. Um, but Jimmy Joe, let's let's fast forward to uh, to the future here with respect to Stanford um they're three and eight we're eight and three notre dame's favored by 26 points um do you do you think there's any doubt that this notre dame team and and you've now seen them in in real life so you're better than you know most fans right um not not that like they're shitty that's not what i'm saying but (laughs) but but you you've you've seen them with your own eyes Okay. Oh no,
3: I think I, I bonding closer now because I saw them.
0: Yeah, you're you're sucked in. The um do you think there's any even
3: though they look like little ants down there because that, I was so far true. away. Yeah, But the jumbotron made them look bigger.
0: That's right. This is the opposite of the beds when you go underwater, right? Like this is like you're lightheaded from lack of oxygen. Um and you're you're out of breath because you're so high. Do you think there's any doubt that Notre Dame doesn't cover a twenty six point spread?
3: Oh, I'm not a statistics man, but I do know that sometimes we we make big blowouts, we do a good job, and then the next time we go, what team showed up?
0: So what so, so what do you think is gonna happen though?
3: Oh, we're gonna win, but I don't I don't think we're gonna make the spread. I think really? we're gonna win by all by twelve. Okay. Thirteen. 13 points
0: 13 points okay so that's kind of the opposite of wookie so i'm gonna write this down jimmy joe
3: oh i like what wookie says grip it and rip it
0: grip it and rip it yeah <laughs> maybe maybe grip it and whip it sounds kind of more fun actually i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> cue up the whip it good dinner whip it good
0: i don't have that one but yeah, I had the I had the oh, what, I had the, what, uh, what, the surf music on. What do you think standard. that
1: we are
3: going to do? Uh,
0: me personally, I I, I think we're going to get close. I don't know if we're going to cover the spread, um, but but I will say this. Um, you know, fuck it. I'm going to say that we're going to win. I'm going to say we're going to win by thirty. Okay. Uh, so I think we will cover the spread. Um, I
5: think
1: it'll.
3: Be How about 30. you, Red Snapper? What do you think?
1: I think we're going to be right at. Just under the sixty-point mark, I'm with Wookie. I'm, I'm gonna say we're gonna be. I think with the secondary, uh, second team defense on the field for pretty much the entire fourth, I think we give up one, possibly two touchdowns. So I think we're gonna end up seeing probably around a eighteen to fifty-eight score. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Ooh.
3: Well, I am going to get off because I have the Mrs. wants me to fix this turkey. Yes. And um I am looking forward to listening to uh, Dr. Abby and what she thought of your, your tailgate. So see what that's about. Thank yeah, you.
0: that's right. Yeah, sorry, Jimmy Joe. Joe. Sorry we didn't. Sorry, did not know you were at the game or if you Absolutely. did mention will, it before. That's my fuck up. Definitely. You. hey i'm the first to admit when i'm wrong if i don't know something and if i need help and clearly all three of those miss the mark so my bad okay. um but no well, next next time we'll get jimmy joe out here you know we don't we had uh we didn't have any indian beer i forget what the indian beer like because i lived in england for a while and and you, the the big thing over there is is british indian curry which is fan fucking tastic if you don't like indian food Sorry, you've not had British Indian food. It's absolutely amazing.
1: but Jimmy Joe is getting a lot of love on the chat. Right oh, there. I
3: love it. I love it. You know the Uncle English. Uncle
1: June spelling. says Jimmy Joe is elite, and Dr. Abby is devastated. I that know. She it's didn't get it's
0: so bad. I'm I'm really – I forget what it is. It's like Cobra or something. It's got like a snake on it. I don't know, like Indian beer. Uh, what is it? It's the uh, – oh, god
4: damn it. Oh, dang it. Uh, what is
0: it? I don't know what it hey, is.
1: Mortal sin.
0: I know, I know. I got a good confession for that one. All right. That's my bad. Uh, slap the wrist.
3: Well, you know, I, I have to go namaste to you gentlemen.
0: All right, Jimmy Joe. Namaste. namaste. Have a good one.
3: Go Irish.
0: Go Irish. Thank you, Jimmy Joe. All right, let's jump okay. straight to, we're talking about Indian beers that's or just drinking good. in general. Let's jump over to Dr. Abby. and invite you to speak. Dr. Abby, doctor,
5: doctor, paging. Dr.
1: Abby,
0: paging Dr. Abby, red snapper. It sounds like you're underwater. How about now? That's Text-
6: Okay. Yeah. You both invited me to speak, but it still wouldn't give me the approval to turn my mic off, but we're here now. All right. You're there good. We go.
0: Yes. Loud and clear
6: how's it going everyone
0: we are are doing, doing well great. it is thanksgiving eve and uh this is the busy bar night i will say that uh, but no this is the wake recap show and 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 clearly jimmy joe wanted to get your opinion of our tailgate since he didn't get an invite but grant i didn't know he was around so damn it that's <laughs> my bad
6: I swear I would have remembered if he said he was going to this game because I just know <laughs> he is such him. a cool interesting guy and I'm just
1: I don't know. I, uh, hey, no. I'm I'm at a loss for words. I don't think I don't recall him saying he was going to be there either. So I I'm definitely going to make an effort to, you know, try and directly communicate with him so this does not happen again.
0: Maybe it's a language yeah. barrier thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jimmy
6: Joe, I see you're still on, so we're calling you out. You better tell us when you'll be there next year. Yeah, you can
0: never over communicate, Jimmy Joe, okay? That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just 100%. That's just the fact. Dr. Abby, we knew you were going to be there. Uh, I was so happy that you stopped by with Big Al. That was awesome. Glad, Absolutely. Uh, and, and it looked like you were making your rounds to all sorts of other people, which we totally get, totally appreciate, totally understand. Um, I think
1: Big Al was kind of surprised when I just called him out by name. Like, hey, Big Al. It's Big Al.
0: Well, he's famous on Twitter. We've seen him, you know. I've seen him we in We drove Ireland.
6: home. We got home a Sunday, and I get a text from my mom after my fiance and I drove back to Columbus like two hours later, and she goes, I swear to God, if I hear one more time, do you know how many people came up to me and just said, are you Big Al? was like that's
1: awesome <laughs> yeah
6: so it means a lot to him that like people awesome. are invested in this whole thing but he just uh, he has zero social media and is a true talk speak to text person so it doesn't even do a ton of like actual texting yes so the whole like interwebs is uh foreign to him he's
0: he's just like like he gives off this aura that not only is excellence but it's like it's authority And it's like, he doesn't have to say much. He's not like me. That's just like running his mouth in Notre Dame Stadium that someone's like, wait a minute. That sounds like Fighting Irish Faithful. And then like random people come up to me. Well, okay, it wasn't random people. It was at no (laughs) suck with no USC, which if anyone didn't see, we're we're, we're chilling in the tunnel. We're talking to to Adam Dowling and Mrs. Dowling, right? And then all of a sudden uh, I just hear, Hey, Fighting Irish faithful, or or something to that effect, and I turn around and someone's like, "Hey, like," and then we introduce ourselves, and it's just like, "Holy shit!" And so someone, my voice clearly is resonating, which is great. Now I don't know if it was the slur in my speech, but I don't, I don't think I clearly didn't have any scotch before the game. I just had a couple (laughs) beers, but, uh, (laughs) but no, like it's uh, Big Al has has kind of a different different vibe to him was just his authority, and he's just like a rock.
1: It, I got the welcome to the party because I'm here now, finally, vibe from him. I yeah. It. I love it. That'll be
6: a good day to hear that, but that's kind of what he likes to give off, even though he is pushing 65. That's really where he's at with life right now.
0: Fantastic. Good so, for him. All right, so so Dr. Abbey, the first person who's joined the show tonight – That actually uh, witnessed, experienced, uh, participated, however you want to describe it, our tailgate. Uh, Was it a below average, above average, even better ifs? This is, you can use constructive criticism. You don't have to be nice. If something sucked, I embrace it.
6: No, it was wonderful. Um, Your parents are the most lovely people. Oh. The only complaint I have, and this I'm sure is just a, you're tied to Dos Leprechauns things, is Uh-oh. the Dos Leprechauns tailgate is like, just out there, away from the people. It is, which far. is kind of nice because there was a lot of empty space There's out there. A lot there, of space, but yeah. Same time, you're like not in with the other people.
0: This is true. Yeah, that that it, it is kind of a double edged sword that way, and and it's interesting. Like, so like, I mean, we're we're kind of associated with the Dos Leprechauns crew, right? So. Um, so, so we kind of purposely were back there, but if they say weren't there, we're in a different area or just weren't there period, uh, we probably would have been closer to the Joyce center. Um, what's interesting is during the pit game that I was there for with five foot nothing pod, we ended up driving in and I had to get basically not a police escort, but basically, uh, ushered in and kind of bend some rules, quote unquote, to the parking lot to get parked right next to those leprechauns. This time it's a little different and maybe no one gives a shit because it's the last game of the year, uh, Notre Dame's eight and three or whatever, or because it's Wake Forest. That being said, um, the joy slot was a much less crowded for this game than it was for the last, maybe the weather and the, the cold had something to do with that too, but the weather was pretty nice. It was very sunny, which was awesome. Um, when we pulled in to show my Joyce pass, right. And, um, one of the, uh, the, you know, wood barriers, whatever just wasn't there. So we were able to pull in right in front of the hockey rink there, uh, and get really, really close to the dose leprechauns guys without, you know, being right on their doorstep. So, um, so we, we, we did that strategically and purposely, uh, and anyone who had seen us the previous, uh, we could find us so that was kind of our kind of our vibe and why we were back there
6: and that's totally fine i loved it it was easy to find you guys but that's the only only thing that if i if i could have picked you guys up and moved you a little closer that would have been it
0: i i don't i don't think that's wrong at all (laughs) i'm okay with that as well well good well good uh and, and you didn't have uh any of the beer burgers and brat or no we didn't do brats so what do we do? Hot dogs and burgers, so no, there's no risk of uh food porn illnesses there. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a great cook. What are you talking about? Um
1: Well, it's because you brought the part this time, so you oh, know.
0: son of a bitch.
1: I know. I, I did my job, made sure you had it. Well, that's what <laughs> that's
0: why we have
1: this this is like it's now on the list, so it will always be remembered.
0: It is on the list. It was not on the list before, so this is continuous improvement. We uh, we added uh, the particular adapter from propane tank to grill uh, Said attachment is now in there. Uh, and it's funny. We uh, you know we had shut down the grill, and then some other guy, random guys, showed up and were like, "Hey man, uh, we need to borrow your attachment." I'm like, "Okay, I don't give a shit." Um, And so I I let them borrow it and they end up uh, saying, Oh, it doesn't fit or whatever. So yeah, I'm not the only one who forgets the proper protein propane attachment, apparently to their grill. (laughs) But my, my only excuse is the fact that at home for grilling, like I'm doing tomorrow morning, uh, we're doing brisket by the way, uh, for Thanksgiving. That's it. But again, we already had Turkey and I'm still eating Turkey. Um, I don't mean that negative. It's just more of a fact. Um, I don't grow with propane or anything like that. I don't anything fancy. I've just got a humble uh, kettle Weber. So I would like a smoker eventually, but um, right now it's it's just not not what we roll with. Doctor, Abby, anything else we need to talk about with Wake or any uh, any concerns Connection you have about Stanford?
1: Stanford offensive coordinator Hartman? the
6: only concern I I guess is not even a concern I just hope we don't come out flat like we did against them last year I don't think Mm -hmm. that's going to be the case um I thought the weight game was great I was at Boston College last year so obviously you mentioned the weather was just phenomenal this Mm -hmm. year I didn't put on gloves the entire day and when's the last time you can say that for a Notre Dame game in November so absolutely it was great. Um, I do want to know sometime how you cook your turkey because your brother kept talking about how awesome it was.
5: Oh, and... I'll tell you right now. I'll tell okay. you right now.
0: All right. This is what you do. Okay. And, and and you got a pen? Yep. All right. Here you go. What you do is, is uh, go to Food Network and type in Emerald Lagasse Turkey Brine. Skip all the other bullshit in the article, anything anything <laughs> else he talks about. Just go straight to the Brian piece. Boom. Yeah, no, it's Bam. It's Bam.
1: Oh, sorry, I'm channeling uh, Madden. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, Boom is, is John Madden. Bam is Emeril Lagasse. And whoop is uh, Chris Bourbon you need to bam the hell out of your brine and and the so that's all you do food network emerald glossy brine and you just get a cooler okay which is funny because right yes. after the tailgate you know we had the i just took the beers out of the out of the ice right they went back in the fridge or they got drunk whatever and the uh, the ice water that was left in the cooler we just left it in there And when we got home, we put the turkey in there and we put the brine in. The brine is just even parts salt and uh, brown sugar. You could use regular sugar if you wanted. Um, uh, Two lemons, two oranges, and then some fresh herbs like thyme and rosemary. That's it. Put it in there ideally for 24 hours. Uh, It needs to be on ice because it's a raw bird still. Oh, and obviously pull the gizzard and shit out. Um, ideally your bird needs to be thawed prior to said, uh, brining, uh, even if it's a little frozen though, the brine will help speed up that thawing. So that's a good thing. Just um, add a
1: little more salt to it.
0: A little more salt and you know, a little more salt never go never is too bad. Um, all right. So that's step one. And then for, <laughs> let's see, four hours. I, I guess it technically <laughs> depends on the size of your bird, but in, rule of thumb four hours before you intend to eat um pull your bird out of the brine uh you know pat it dry as best you can with paper towels whatever get a injector okay this is key Th- this is really what does it get an injector you need to and then you can google like smoky turkey injection whatever you want to call it basically take a stick of butter Um, And then a cup of chicken broth and whatever seasonings you want. Um, Put in a saucepan, melt it, uh, make it liquidy, mix it up, right? And take your injector and inject it all over in a grid pattern on your bird, okay? Both sides. Then this is what you do, right? This is key. Take your bird, put it breast side down so its ass end up in your roasting pan, put your oven at 425, put your rack in the lowest bottom shelf, okay, put a little water, broth, whatever you want in the bottom of your pan just so, you know, because you're going to use that for gravy, you can can Google any gravy recipe you want, put your bird in there ass side up for an hour at 425, you're going to think this is crazy, but trust me, 425 and it's injected okay no bag no no foil no nothing just exposed to the air 425 for an hour after that pull it out of the oven flip the bird get some towels that you don't give a shit about whatever or some that you want to destroy it's fine clean towels flip your bird and then put some more butter and salt over the breast side right because that's going to be the fancy side you want to display right to impress people and influence others. And then put it back in. Lower the temp to 325 now. And put it in for about an hour and a half, two hours. Until it, it, it hits temp at about 160, 165. When it's done, you'll be... A, that's So that's three hours. So you have an hour before cooking. Or before you, before you carve it and serve it. When you're done, pull it out. Put it on a cutting board. Just leave it on the cutting board. Tent it lightly with foil, and just leave it. Don't touch it. Don't accost it. Don't peek. Nothing.
1: Don't baste it.
0: Don't. Do not baste. It, it, that's stupid. Don't you don't need to do it. If you've injected it, if you've brined it, if you've patted its ass with butter, whatever, you're good to go. Turkey is actually really easy to do if you follow those 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 steps, which maybe isn't easy. I don't know.
6: No, that actually sounds very manageable.
0: It is mind-blowingly great. And, and if I if I miss that, is... we I could DM me and I'll I'll break it down for you.
1: Nope, I got it. The best part about it is the cook time. You know, everybody thinks turkeys take all day, like three and a half four hours. Done, rested ready to get carved in four hours. Well, and, awesome.
0: and, and here's the best part about, about this, this sequence. Okay. Number one, it's, it's from a book, right? You know, that, that we have here in the house, right? So that's why we do it, but it frees up your oven for the last hour. You know, you can, you can do your stuffing, you can do, you know, some sweet potatoes, you know, whatever you got, you can, you freeze up your oven to, to bake and cook whatever the fuck you want. That you're also serving with your meal because your bird's already out. It's on the cutting board. It's covered gently with foil, and it's all those juices are just distributing. And furthermore, you can make your gravy, right? You you get your all the broth and the drippings, right, that are in the roasting pan. Make sure you put some water or some broth in there before you start the whole sucker. You take that stuff out. You strain it. You can you know you make a roux. And you make gravy from that. And it's perfect.
6: Got it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe I should do a, uh, a cooking podcast. Actually, you know, what's funny about that. The wife and I have talked about, well, she hasn't talked about it. I did. It was a, uh, it was, if I wasn't doing this show and, and posting stuff on the uh, Dos Leprechauns uh, YouTube channel, um, I'd probably be doing something else. I would. I had this idea to start a uh, a YouTube channel called Boozy Kitchen. <laughs> and what it was is either be cooking stuff while drinking, or just like trying things. And it was it would always be like comparing this to this. So like, what's better, Cheez-Its or cheese nips, or who has the best restaurant free bread? You know, Olive Garden breadsticks or Red Red Lobster, uh, chicken better chicken uh,
1: biscuits. Yeah, yeah, the the
0: cheddar biscuits, right? Um, Personally, I think it's between Red Lobster and Texas Roadhouse biscuits, or are those buns or biscuits? It doesn't matter. They're honey
1: buns. Yeah,
0: they're so good. Um, But it would just be like like comparing random shit, like like this box wine versus this box wine. You know, like. Just random, <laughs> random stuff that we just compare, and it's just compare and contrast.
6: I love it. We got a lot of bye weeks, or I mean, a, a total off <laughs> season. So
0: yeah, maybe Notre totally Dame's trash. You know, you never know. This may be more entertaining. You know, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, well, so we'll see. You know, it, it's not very Notre Dame-y. but uh, it was something. Yeah, you know, like, look, look. I like cooking. It's it's fun. It brings people together. You know, you, you know, f- cooking, cooking and, and feeding and 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 why another reason why I like tailgating is like grilling and stuff. Um, you know, you get to feed people. You know, and I have a total fun with it. So. Yeah, I love it. Well, Doctor right, Abby, thanks, I really guys. appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. Um, let's see. Mac jumped off. We got Jeff. We got Nolan, and we got uh, Uncle June here. I think we'll jump into other people. Dr. Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Good luck with your turkey. Uh, hopefully. Thanks, guys. You too. Absolutely. Blessings to you, and we are thankful for you joining us and tonight. And cheers
1: to Big Al. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.
6: I'll let him know, guys. See ya.
0: Absolutely. Oh, and you know, what? I just realized what we're gonna go out with. This is gonna be great. Let's go to Justin Cates at Justin Cates, aka Uncle June. On the Twitter, you've been invited to speak live from Arizona.
1: He just dropped off. Oh, no, there he is. Did he? I don't know. I see there him. he is.
0: There's Justin Cates. He's on mute. He'll go off mute in a sec.
7: Get your finding Irish Faithful Cookbooks in the new Etsy store. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I
0: like it. It's true. You know what I do need to do? I need to do, like like, a YouTube like short it. or something of that, like, do this, then this, then this, and then it'll go viral.
7: It yeah, this is a good recipe. I just we just do just a turkey. We do turkey breast and ham, and then uh, prime rib. So Ooh. we don't even do the full turkey. So it's pretty easy to brine a breast. I put mine yes. in the old smoker, you know, oh, and nice. let it go. Yeah, excellent, so, excellent.
0: There was a couple of years where we did uh, ham and just turkey breast as well.
7: It's good, but I'm not gonna lie. I sort of miss some of the dark meat, you
0: know. Yeah, the dark dark meat is 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 what the doc's all about. Don't 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 read into that. Um. That that was, a,
1: that was a fun question around the table. <laughs> yeah, don't, like, don't. okay, what does everyone prefer?
0: We, I know I know what the doc likes. She likes the dark meat, right? It's high in
1: protein. That's
6: why. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm the doc scared. is always yeah. up for a good steak too so she is uh, no well problem.
0: i mean when she's pregnant she's like Ugh, i can't have the steak prepared the way i want so she's just like yeah, well it's okay it's a worthy sacrifice so well uncle june what's uh what's the deal here with notre dame right we're eight and three we're playing stanford who's three and eight uh but we just you know knocked the socks off of wake forest uh where do we go with here what what are your thoughts of the notre dame football team
7: you know, it's on the road, so I just pray we don't piss down our leg. Um, you know, <laughs> this has been so crazy. I hope that, I, I don't know, it seems like I'm living in an alternate reality when I feel like our offensive coordinator is reading Twitter, you know?
1: And well, I like, hope he is. Then he's I hope he again. is. Yeah,
0: well, you he's like, a lot well, more, you know, Hashtag RTDB.
1: Well yeah,
7: we don't run we know we don't run the play action. We can't do the play action. We're not gonna do the play action this
0: week. Until last week.
7: Play action and we lit it up. Um I don't know. I, I think they'll I think they'll cover or come very close to it. I mean, I would never lay money on this Notre Dame team offensively. I mean, that's a really big number. Um but Stanford really stinks.
0: Yeah, they're they are not good.
7: So, you know, I think they'll win. I think they'll do well. I, I, I'm i just, this season, I'm disappointed. and sure. I thought, dude, I, I thought we were going to make a nice run after we lost Ohio State. I think that the schedule was terrible. Uh, you know, it was set up. Come it was just almost it's impossible. It's now, look how Louis, look, Louisville looks great. But Notre Dame's never going to get respect for losing that game, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like maybe it's the uh, perception or the bias we have about Louisville. Um, I mean, they are ranked above us. They are tenth in the playoffs right now. They're they're a ten and one football team. I mean, like like yeah. you know, the only team that's ten and one ranked behind them is Tulane. Okay. Yeah,
7: and Louisville plays a much tougher schedule.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, like like Alabama, Texas, Oregon. These are other teams that are 10 and one that are ranked above them and that's probably deserved, right but um yeah. because because louisville's one loss is to a really shitty pit game pit team that we beat the shit out of um so you one could argue that if if louisville had had their shit together you know they'd be they'd be you know top seven top, top
7: eight Yeah. No.
0: you know um you know, I mean, I mean, what's what's here? Here's what's really crazy, and this is a little bit of a slight to at five foot nothing pod. Notre Dame is ranked 18th right now in the playoffs, and not that it really matters. But what's funny is the teams around them. Iowa is ranked above Notre Dame.
7: <laughs> yeah,
0: and we and may
7: have a better offense than them, you know.
0: We we do have a better offense than them, but <laughs> but again, they're nine and two so you know despite all the shit that five foot nothing pod throws at them they have just two losses right now
7: yeah it's it's a wild did you hear uh friends sort of go off on the media today
0: no what was that He
7: called the media like coach and player killers oh dear you know that they're so negative that he's like no wonder everyone's you know leaving and and everything's so negative. That's all you guys talk about is this kid needs to leave and this coach needs to be fired. I'm like, Come on, man. You hired your son and he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, I mean people pe- are people are results oriented,
0: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. On you know. well, the
7: same way he he I'm sure he holds his players to that standard. You know?
0: Yeah. It's like either either you're gonna execute or you're gonna you're gonna ride some pine, you know what I'm saying? Um Yeah. But yeah, no Notre so. Dame did did not suck. Uh, you know, towards the end of the game against Wake Forest, you know, the game clearly was was in hand. Um, you know, Angelis coming in. What? Let me ask this question, Coach. Let's turn it this way, and, and we can look to the future because you know the season's pretty much done. What's your thought of Angelis and this rumor? Because we talked about this earlier in the show. The rumor about bringing in a transfer quarterback to Notre Dame.
7: I, I like Angeli. I mean, if you're going to bring in a transfer, you know, that is what it is. I feel like Marcus almost trapped himself. Marcus, like he's my friend. Uh, Coach Freeman, free. Uh, I feel like he sort of trapped himself by saying, hey, we're going to go out in the in the portal and get somebody um because i think angeli's got some of the goods man i think so too unless
0: he's getting lucky because it's garbage time but no i i I think the room is loaded uh you got car coming in you got minchie you got angeli um you know there's three guys right there and um you know i'd be okay with that
7: peanut butter and jelly it's one of my favorite nicknames that i heard
0: peanut butter and jelly Uh. time
7: yeah, I really like – I think he's – and, you know, it was garbage time, but he put that ball in a basket, man. He's, oh, that was a that beautiful, was a beautiful throw. throw.
1: Yeah, that was a beautiful throw. It really was.
7: And I feel like he's the guy that everyone is sort of – it's like we he signed and everyone's like on to the next, you know, and we forget. But, you know, he's he was at a power program in Jersey that puts out a lot of talent. You know, he's played in big-time high school games. You know, he's a Catholic kid from a Catholic school, which makes me think he probably has an affinity for the university. And I just feel like if you're going to bring someone in, I I prefer it just – I mean, to me, older and established doesn't make sense because I want there to be a competition. But younger doesn't make sense either because then you're sort of crowding the room with someone in the same class as two other guys. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on it?
0: No, I actually really like Angeli for next year. Um, You know, the only only uh, downside obviously is an injury, which you know I never want to see any player get injured, even from other teams. Um, Maybe I'll make an exception for Caleb Williams because he's a douchebag. But (laughs) the um, (laughs) but but with with Notre Dame players, no, Like, like I always want them to be successful. Um, and Jelly, you know, we saw, we've seen him in multiple spring games now. Uh, one had, was really hot and warm. One was snowing and shitty. Um, he's looked great um, in the garbage time that he has gone out there. And, um, you know, he's he's uh, following in the footsteps of another uh, East Coast, New Jersey uh, quarterback. Coach, G, or uh, excuse me, Justin Case. I don't know. Are you, do you coach? Justin no, Case. No. <laughs> you don't? No. Okay. Yeah. Coach Man, Case. Uh, who, who
7: is who is the other? Is it recently?
0: Fairly recent. Who is the other? Uh, a fairly recent quarterback of Notre Dame who is also from New Jersey.
7: I don't know. Tell. You're gonna have to help me. Brandon Wimbush. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't run that well, but he definitely throws it.
0: He Brandon Wimbush. Well, well hold on, because I actually have this. Brandon Wimbush is one of the best rushers from no, for Notre Dame that I that I've been able to do in my limited research. In averaging carries. Per touchdown so an efficiency thing the best is Travis. he was a thomas.
7: ridiculous runner yeah
0: the best is travis thomas he scores really, a touchdown that's surprising. he scores a touch the the he only had five touchdowns wow. but and, and only 27 carries so it's limited but travis thomas is carries per touchdown ratio was 5.4 really good
7: by the way, I don't want to get off of, uh, on a tangent, but the Travis Thomas story is a great story. Yeah, he fumbles this, couldn't figure it out, gets moved to the other side of the ball, becomes a hammer on defense, and then plays both ways. Some as last year, it's like that's an awesome redemption story.
0: Well, and and the statistics I'm I'm quoting are from the 2007 season, which is you know Notre Dame's worst season probably ever. Um, Wimbush... Yeah, we beat UCLA though. It, we did beat ucla um yeah. if you fast forward to 10 years from that the 2017 season with wimbush wimbush scored a touchdown every 10 rushing attempts which is really good um that is better than dexter williams at 13.2 better than robert hughes at 13.3 um better than cj pro at 14.3 Kyron Williams, fourteen point six, etc. He has fourteen. It's like a high school number almost. It's right? great. It's like he he had fourteen rushing touchdowns in that season, uh, eight hundred four yards on one hundred four carries, or excuse one hundred forty carries. So, um, Wimbush Wimbush made that season very successful, um, and had actually more rushing touchdowns. Than Josh Adams, thirty-three trucking, only had nine rushing touchdowns. People forget wow. that that most of the rushing touchdowns were attributed to Wimbush, not Adams. Now Josh Adams and had that was a fun year. It it was that, well, that it was a damn uh, ball year, right? It was an RTDB year up until the fucking Miami game, which I don't really want to talk about. But the <laughs> jo- yeah. jo- and and Josh Adams ha- did have good yards per carry average which is great um but uh, at the end of the day the uh the uh the 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 2017 gold star for running the football goes the Wimbush. now back to back to the present with angeli why why we bring this up you know we're talking about guys from jersey um angeli i don't necessarily want him to run the football um although that's how he uh, did score a touchdown in the spring game two years ago.
7: Yeah. Well, and if he can use his legs just effectively to, you know, like, uh, like Ohio state fans talk a lot about like CJ Stroud, like being told to not use his legs. Cause they don't want to get him hurt last year. Right. But he, but you know, so they would just drop nine in coverage and Stroud could have taken off. It's so, like, if he can do that, he can be deadly and, you know, and like, you know, the thing that the, it does scare me, the injury stuff. But part of me is that's every year, you know, I mean, if Hartman got if Kurt Hartman got clipped this year, then, you know, we were in trouble. I mean, or maybe uh, not.
0: Well, and, and uh, I think earlier in the year we would have thought that I think now that we have seen Hartman um, Coach Barsegian has said we were sold, sold the bill of goods, you know, whatever, you know, his, his thought is on that, uh, which I don't necessarily see he's wrong. I maybe not have this, the exact same opinion, but, but I do think that Notre Dame did a good job of marketing him as a experienced yes. guy that had put up a lot of numbers at Wake Forest, but it is Wake Forest. Now I also and was
7: a goofy system that that long mesh
0: yeah and I, which which I absolutely hate you know so that being said um, with Angeli again we're playing a garbage Stanford team it's probably the worst Stanford team we've played in my memory you know I didn't I didn't go through the 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 history of Stanford's records and all that shit but I I don't think that. That Stanford is going to to really have a chance in their own stadium, and if if well, say yes, Hartman was injured or he declared early for the draft, which I don't know why he would, because he really needs as much uh, he needs to kind of turn things around, quite frankly, um, for his draft stock. But if Angel, let's pretend for some, whatever reason that Angeli had to be the starter, uh, especially against Stanford, I have zero problems with that depending on yeah, the, who yeah. we get in the bowl game draw, you know, it, it, I'm on the fence, but again, it's a bowl game. It's, a, it's going to be a meaningless bowl. It's going to be the pop Darts bowl or the pinstripe bowl or whatever it is. Um, it is not, we're not going to a new year six. Um, so we, I've kind of moved on from that, but I don't know. It's, uh, it, the quarterback situation is always interesting at Notre Dame. And, it is my hope that we do not get a transfer quarterback. I forget who it was, but someone made the comment that if Notre Dame's going to go to the transfer portal, don't go there for a quarterback, go there for receivers.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or defensive linemen. you know? Uh, yeah. The, the quarterback thing, just, I, I think I'm with you on that. I mean, I think in case of emergency, break glass for quarterback in a transfer
1: portal. You know, but,
0: but I don't. I don't think we're it. at that point, though.
5: Yeah.
1: I no, don't I, don't I don't either. I We are think emergency it's all, I think... status anymore. No, I,
0: yeah, I don't I think... think we are either. You know, this isn't yeah. this isn't twenty eleven. We're like, oh shit, we better get Jack Cohn. You know, like that. That's not what's going on after after we've had Ian Book for for three fucking seasons in a row.
7: Yeah, I mean. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, and there's, there's, you know, there's going to be another guy coming in. There's, um, there's Minchie who, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm, we should be running the ball more, anyways.
5: You we know, all be these guys. The
7: I mean, we could really simplify it with, you know, if we wanted to, if we could figure out, you know, our run sets and and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we roll with Angeli and save the portal for like problems we have and I guess Notre Dame like you said with wide receivers they've done really well yeah and the portal or transfers at least
1: and don't sleep on Angeli's feet you know there was one play in the Pittsburgh which was actually a passing touchdown was being right-handed and rolling out to your left hand you know side him to throw yeah whip yeah throw yeah to get that touchdown like that showed me a lot of athleticism and a lot of great footwork like that was not an easy throw and he he dropped it you know it wasn't basically in a basket but it wasn't on a rope it was it was the perfect throw for that and yeah that was brilliant he seems fundamentally
0: sound can I can I say that Angeli is fundamentally sound he's been smart with the football again it's garbage time so we'll see what it is against a a better opponent and b you know in a quote unquote tighter game right like like the pressure is off at that point and you're just like hey i got to go out here and not fuck up and, and do a good job but you know again you know if he's if he's audible-ing and and changing the play at the line of scrimmage because he sees something and so he's like hey like, like he's taking ownership he's taking leadership and yeah. and and, and um, he's got a, got a understanding of the playbook, understanding of protections that he needs to call out or whatever he's doing, um, to make shit happen. And he throws it to, to, to face on, which is great. Um, and, and maybe that's also one of the things where it's like, like the second stringers on a football team, like stick together. You know what I'm saying? Cause everyone's and trying to be. They've got a
1: good. Yeah, they've got a good repertoire. They've got a repertoire.
0: They got a, They've got a chemistry to them, right? Like I remember when I was coming off the bench at receiver, uh, we were, and I was in high school. You know, our second string quarterback was in. I goes put in. You know, it's great. And the play was called. I knew immediately it would come to me because I knew our second string quarterback was going to throw it to me because because we had that rep and also based on the coverage, right? They were in the soft like. Whoa. They were in a soft like cover three or something. So it was it wasn't uh you know, it wasn't that bad bad of a deal. But
7: Well and your and you it wasn't your nickname seven eleven because you were always open. I mean what's no, that,
0: that that is false. But the that wasn't uh, it. <laughs> No. No. But the uh no, they just call it a ski. But the um nah the uh, uh, the transfer portal thing for quarterback bothers me. If, if Coach Freeman is seriously considering that, dude, you're wasting your fucking time. Seriously, you're wasting your time. Unless, you know, Michael Penix or something like someone like that is unhappy and wants to enter the transfer por- portal. But I don't see that happening. Go get receivers instead. Go get D-linemen. I love that. Um, get this guy from Yale. You know, I, I've been seeing some of that shit. Um, hopefully he's not a, a Kane Madden kind of guy. Um, but, but that being said, that's where this football program is. And, and I think we have, can I say a little bit of depth at quarterback next year? Like, I'm quarterback is clearly a very important position. But, you know, if you have a good running game, quarterback looks, a, a lot of pressure is taken away off the quarterback.
1: Amen to that. And I think another angle, too, and maybe it's something that needs to be said to to Freeman, is he's almost disrespecting his own recruiting by then going to the portal for a quarterback. You That's worked fine. your ass off yeah. to get CJ Carr. You worked your ass off to get Minchie. Like, why not? you know roll with what you've worked on can like i say that loyalty to me can i say he's
0: being disloyal if he doesn't do that can i say that yeah so some loyalty I- to the recruits that you've brought in at quarterback arguably the most important position on the football team other than maybe d line
1: and we're not talking about you know slouches three stars we're talking about some good blue chip Players. I mean, this like, is a
0: CJ Carr. He's he's a fucking grandson of national champion Michigan coach Lloyd Carr, right? There's there's some optics to this with bringing CJ Carr in, right? I'm, and I'm not saying like just because you bring CJ Carr and you have to start him day one. That's not what I'm saying. You know, he's gotta he's gotta work through the system. He's gotta gotta come up to uh you know the the level and and win the job if if he is so worthy. Um, Nah the, the, I I think you hit it on the head, you know, show some loyalty to your recruits, you know, show some, um, just, just calm the fuck down. Right. Like there's very few quarterbacks that are successful that just transfer in and all of a sudden turnkey. Hey, we're good to go. Nah, it's not so much that way.
1: No, especially with the growing pains and offensive coordinator and, you know, identity, letting that be really the the yardstick by what you measure everything by. Like, I think that is the learning curve that Marcus Freeman is learning this year is to really build the team around the identity of the team, which is defense, running, and play action. I think they finally got that third piece, and now it's – I'm – I'm going to be extremely optimistic. I, th- I think we pick up right where we left off in Wake Forest. I think, you know, that hope Parker so. does have a shot at, you know, retaining his offensive coordinator position. And two weeks ago, what was I, I was calling for his head, you know, but if, if we see that commitment to the play action based on the personnel that Notre Dame currently has, you know, if, if we had Winbush. Then run the the RPO, but we don't. You have a quarterback that's got a hell of an arm. You've got receivers that are green. You've got an offensive line. Give them a one direction push. Let them double team, down block, and run the fucking ball.
0: I agree. I agree. We don't have Winbush, but but we do. I think have some some pieces uh, in play. Um, that can make us successful,
7: dude. How pumped are you for Kedren Young coming in? I'm sorry, who? Do you know Kedren Young? He's a look at he's the, the recruiting here. He's the next Audra Castame, basically. He's a he's coming in from Texas. He's a big, big like 230 pound, five ten kid who dominates at Lufkin in Texas.
0: Let's see. We got CJ Carr is uh, number one. Is next year.
7: No, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, he'll be in the same class as CJ Carr. Oh, there he is, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen any of his film. You know, here's the thing with me and recruiting. Um, uh, Carr, Carr is one exception, and just because he recruited so long, or excuse me, he committed so long ago verbally, and because of, of you know, his connection his to Michigan. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, a lot of these other guys I I don't really follow recruiting a whole lot because especially in the era of NIL, you know, they can flip so easily and quickly. Um and, and quite frankly, like like there's a lot of guys that have come in with a lot of you know high stock or, or expectation. A lot however, of gusto, yeah. Yeah, on, on the recruiting piece. And, you know, it just hasn't panned out or their game from high school to college didn't transition or they didn't trans- transition into Notre Dame student life and, and you know, the class load or, or whatever. Um, there, there's n- a number of situations, you know, that that illustrate that. And I don't mean to say that to be negative about these guys. It's just until they actually are on the field producing I really don't pay too much attention to the recruiting piece, especially since now it's even easier for them to flip on us. Um, but, but if, if you're, you're, if you're telling me that Kendrick Young is the next Audrick estimate, Hey, sign me up.
7: Yeah. Well, he's not, he's not as ballyhooed as uh, most other recruits sort of like estimate, but, What I like is sort of how, I don't know, the wide receivers coach, Stucky, talked about it, about, like, you want diversity, you know? So you want a guy who can rip off, you know, you you want a Jeremiah Love, you know, you want a Jadarian Price, but you want an estimate, too. And you want to, you know, and once estimate leaves, we're going to need a big, powerful back to sort of, like, a change of pace, you know? Uh, So he's not super like highly regarded his game just translates really well he's just a big stocky kid he's from a power program in texas yep the other thing is that we haven't had alfred was close but no one has recruited this kind of talent that mccullough has
0: well and um, I, I will say this uh, one thing that makes me really really excited about kendron young in this 2024 class he is the number three I'll repeat that number three running back In this class, Uh, number one's going to Oklahoma. Number two's going to Texas. Um, Number three's coming to Notre Dame. Yeah. So I don't see any. I I don't even see Alabama on this list, you know, at all.
7: Well, that's why we're going to try to keep his name quiet, you know.
0: Yeah, that's right.
7: Uh, But you know, I just and he's not. He's
0: not even the 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 top rated guy in on this class, you know. Like cars, number one. One, two, three, four, five. He's number six in this class, right? We got a got a tackle, a D lineman, a, a linebacker, and a receiver, and a quarterback all in front of him. So, like, you know, shit, that's great. You know, like, I'm, you know, I'm happy. i happy. Young is is verbally committed to Notre Dame. Um, but no, we're we're looking pretty good, and uh, I'm excited. I am again, excited.
1: trust trust the loyalty and the recruits and it, we've all talked about it the off season, you know we we've celebrated marcus freeman's job his recruitment his coaches recruiting like they've done an amazing job you see yeah. the strength of the the recruitment class increasing and it's just getting better and better i think oh, and his, red
7: snapper to your point it's part of the reason he kept it he got the job absolutely was just the recruiting piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You have the ability to connect with the young players. Freeman clearly is a player's coach, um, you know. So like,
1: why why regress by going to the portal? For yeah, a don't quarterback? you don't need I, to go I, to I the don't. portal,
0: right? You you work you your ass off to bring these this young talent in to bring them into Notre Dame to mold them to you know you know he, he's got to now follow through on his commitments to these young athletes. These guys could have gone to. A number, number of D one schools, you know, in Power Five conferences, and they chose Notre Dame. They they are willing to go through the extra effort that is required to be a student at Notre Dame. Go to class, you know, take calculus, do all this other shit. Um, that that's cool, you know. Like I'm not not saying it's shit because it's shit. No, no, it's 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 good shit. Um, you know he he's got to follow through with his commitment to these guys, especially at the quarterback realm with the portal situation of look, if there's a need because of a lapse in recruiting leftover from Kelly, or even just, you know, we got guys transferring out, going to the NFL early, you know, people getting hurt, whatever. Um, sure. Yeah. Fine. But, but I don't see that necessarily being necessary at quarterback. Granted, I'm not in the quarterback room meetings, but from what I'm, the evidence I'm seeing in this weight game and and what's on, what's on the roster the docket, you know, coming in the door next year shit lo- looks okay to me. Quarterback room looks okay. It, is it perfect? Is it Super Bowl worthy? No. But it 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 has elements to to be
1: successful. When we've had a pantry and the cupboards have been bare for how many years, the fact that we actually have a stockpile and the cupboards aren't bare is amazing. And then you look at, you know, we're not dealing with, you know, the 99 cent store brand. We're dealing with some good quality Whole Foods, you know, marketing.
0: Well, and part of me just wants to see what... What what can these guys do? What can Anjali do? What can Minchie do? What can Carr do? Like like I've I've seen film of car, right? Um it's been a long time since I've looked at Minchie film and, and things of that nature. So like like part of me is just curious. Like I kinda wanna see these guys. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna They say have like, their
1: high rating for a reason. Right. So let's see
0: it. Right. And like, I, I also don't want to be like, well, we got to play them to really know what to see. Like, I, I think that's a little dangerous, but, um, and not in the cool, maverick, dangerous way of like, it's, eh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very curious uh, about this. And look, we've, right now, per 24 seven sports, next year, we're the eighth ranked, uh, recruiting class. So it's not top five yet. Um, But, uh, you know, it's really good. It's really good. All right, Justin, Cates, anything else? Uh, We're going to try to get through these next two guys if we can real quick. But uh, any final thoughts you have about Wake or Stanford?
7: Uh, Nothing about Wake and Stanford. Just head to the Etsy store. Look for your Fighting Irish Faithful cookbooks, your hoodies, (laughs) the towels that you don't mind ruining when flipping over your turkey. That's right. And... Uh, happy have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and you know, cut the trees down. Let's let's get out and let's get this game and win a bowl game and have a ten win season.
0: Absolutely, chop the trees. Thank you, Justin Cates. And yes, I agree. We need to get another win to get us to nine, and then get that bowl win to get us to ten. Get double digit wins. That would be great. Uh, Dude, I
1: just thought of the scenario: the fact that this game is right after Thanksgiving and I would say the majority of people start decorating for Christmas right after Thanksgiving. The whole chopping down the tree, which happens to be a Douglas fir, is kind of apropos. I like that.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's not Thanksgiving yet. Well, and, and it's not even Advent, you know, on Sunday, right? So Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I'm uh, the Knights of Columbus, and typically the uh, Saturday after... Um, Thanksgiving. After thanksgiving is you know advent right after that right and so at church we put up the nativity scene you know for you know to to start getting you know closer to to advent and christmas and all that well we're having a nice Columbus meeting and i'm like well Advent's it's kind of weird with where christmas ends up i think on a monday and um or some uh, maybe it's a tuesday i don't know it, it it's a really really short advent and I uh, I was like, well, we got Feast of Christ the King first and then we have, have it. So I, I was actually like pushing back on. I think we need to push the uh, set up the nativity for a week after um, grant a little bit of that was selfishness because there's college football on Saturday. So
1: it's <laughs> yeah, true. And Christmas Day, the 25th is a Monday.
0: It's a Monday. So. All right. Thank you, Justin Cates. Uh, and let's see if we can get uh, the last, these last two guys in if they want. Um, at Technical Technician, at Technical Tech 81, you've been invited to speak, if you so wish, uh, on the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Uh, anything you want to talk about, Wake, Stanford, or your favorite turkey uh, brining recipe. Um, if not, you're just listening. That's cool, too. No big deal. But you have been invited to speak to join us if not we're uh we're gonna close it down with F- nd fanatics at fanatics nd on the twitter now known as x elon musk's x mueller bueller <laughs> if not everyone's just listening that's cool too i mean it's late it's it's 11 30 here um everyone else is at the bar maybe everyone's at the bar i don't know fanatics nd i see you there you're on mute pink button let's go
5: happy thanksgiving eve or happy thanksgiving if you're overseas can you guys hear me
0: yeah man welcome back
1: welcome back happy wednesday before the airing of grievances
5: yep yep um I don't really, you know, I normally have some stats tonight. I don't really have anything. It's more emotional, but I guess it's the holidays. So it's an emotional time. So it's, you know, par for the course. I will say if Steve Angeli does not get more than five series in this last game, then also doesn't see a half in the bowl game. I'm going to lose my mind. I just don't understand. Like, We are going to have, and okay, they get a transfer quarterback. That's fine. We did that this year. It was the best transfer quarterback, arguably, going into the offseason. There's not a cohesion with the wide receiver core. So let's start building that. Even as good as CJ Carr could potentially be or Minchie, you got to have the cohesion in game, got to have the in game experience. So let's start working on it because Hartman's gone. He's not here next year. And and that only comes with reps, for sure. You know? And then, you know, you guys, we're all in the Notre Dame Twitter sphere. We see the same people talking, you know, most of the time. There's a couple people that say, well, you know, just go get the transfer quarterback. Well, okay, that's all well and good. But, again, they need to have reps. Like, Hartman's not here. Oh, do we
0: lose Fanatics, ND? Andy? Oh, red snapper! Can you say something?
1: Yeah, I'm here.
0: All right, you're still here. I think it's indie fanatics. He's he's kind of dropped off. Um, I think he's taught He was Andy fanatics. If you hear us, uh, log off, log back in. i bring you back on. Um, we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna remove you from speaker, and uh, have you jump back on. Um, and then we'll invite to speak now. So we'll kind of hit the reset button on that. See if we can bring you back on. Uh, I think what he's getting at, though, is is the quarterback situation. Kind of what we've been talking about is um, the room does have, have options. It does have fruit inside. I don't I don't know if we necessarily have to go that route. I think that's kind of the general gist that he was getting at Red Snapper. Am I reading that wrong?
1: No, I think you're right on. I, I think it's definitely the momentum with how well Angelia's played yeah, like it, you said, it's garbage time. But you know, the, I think really the the big key we got was that you know tweet that Parker acknowledged that it was an an a you know an audible out of the play that was called. He read the defense. It was a beautiful call, beautiful pass for him to have that kind of awareness is one thing. For them to have him educated enough to know the offense, to know and to even make that call, for him to have the guts and confidence to actually call it, that speaks everything of what you want to build. And what ND Fanatics was saying is, you know, regardless of if it's CJ Carr or if it is somebody from the transfer portal, Angeli already has reps with the guys on the squad he already knows the offense he is already building that cohesion with his receiver core which is young and every pass every rep whether it's practice whether it's warm up for a game all of those things are going to translate to being able to read yourself your relationship on the field and it's just having that second step you know that is just going to give you that little bit more of an advantage and i I see that with Angeli and everything we've seen from the spring game two years ago to he just, he looks calm and composed. I, I've never seen a freshman two years ago at the spring game have that kind of, you know, bravado almost. Yeah, it, it, it does kind of come off with a, a very quiet confidence. And I do like, and maybe it's just me again, my procrastin or prognosticating ways but the fact that Hartman's pointing at him like he's the guy, like I think that's yeah, more than just he's in now because it's garbage time in the game. Is he saying I think he's our really future? Is. I think he is. I think he's saying that this, this kid is really good and it, I, I can't wait to see what it looks like. I, I'm optimistic for this game. I, I hope that he does come in in the third and that Angele has the ability to get two passing touchdowns under his belt, does keep the game wide open so that Minchie gets a chance to get in and run with the run with the team.
0: Yeah. Let's see if we can get back to uh, ND Fanatics here.
5: Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, right. I just did expand on that. You know, granted, it's an extreme because we're not quite at this level right now, but Alabama had two... Uh, as the backup to Jalen Hurts, and they weren't doing anything offensively in a national championship game, and Nick Saban didn't have any problem going in the backup quarterback. Like, you can't be afraid to make a change. Like, what, eight consecutive offensive drives against Clemson with no production? You have to make a change there. Like, it's just mind-boggling, you know? And, you know, Brian, I won't give Brian Kelly credit. I know, I know we're all kind of critics here in this group, you know, not to speak for anybody else, but Brian Kelly would make quarterback changes. He, he'd utilize his backup, and you're only as good as your backup. Uh, Georgia, a couple years ago when they came to Notre Dame, they had a freshman quarterback come in. Ohio State had a freshman quarterback this year. Like, you got to be two and three deep at the quarterback position. you got to give those guys reps. I mean, I'll go back to when Ohio State last won that championship. That was with their backup quarterback. When Florida was winning back-to-back, they had Chris Leak and, uh, oh, man, the Notre Dame hater, uh, Tim Tebow. It's just we're scared to utilize and go into quarterback depth. Well, you know what? Then we have a problem with development. We need to look at coaching, and that's a whole other topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I think you're on to something there. You know, the um... – we shouldn't be afraid of the transfer portal, but it, it needs to be utilized when it's necessary. And I'm not convinced at least on the, on the uh, right now that, that it is necessary. And I, I don't see it that way.
5: Not for quarterback. No, definitely not for quarterback. No. And I'll just add guys like, you know, some people were posting like Pete Sampson posted, and somebody else posted like, Notre Dame's scoring average this year, and, you know, their top whatever. But I I was at that NC State game and then watching the other games at home, and I know you guys went to a couple games. Hartman is just out of sync, especially in the first quarterback with his receivers. He often throws over their heads, and it was like Mitchell Evans was great catching these crazy passes, but that was him making Hartman look good, not Hartman really putting the ball where the ball needed to be. And he's below 60% for his career completion percentage. It's not good. And here we go. I got some stats. Here we go. Here we go. Going into last week when Penn State played Ohio State, so two weeks ago, pardon me, Hartman was 54th in the country in completion percentage with Drew Aller, whatever his name is at Penn State, who's also not very good. But he's 19, so he's not as old as Hartman. And then uh, he was tied with another quarterback. 54th in the country it's not going to cut it and that's why penn state is very much similar to their name this year great defense quarterback can't make throws that's pretty much it guys so like i said earlier happy thanksgiving thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely man no appreciate your contributions tonight um it's been a uh it's been a good show it's uh, a little light on the statistics here um but i mean like it's, it's kind of towards the end of the season and Stanford's not good. Wake wasn't good, and it's like, yeah, Notre Dame should win. You know, we don't need to, we need to, we do not need to overanalyze this and just.
1: Put yeah, people, we don't need this to put people to, to show sleep. How bad?
0: Yeah, like I can, I can just look at the record and just tell you, you know, like, and, and we did a little bit of that, and and you know, Andy Finex gave us some more statistics there, which is great. I always appreciate it. So, uh, Red Snapper, what was your prediction on this?
1: 58 to 18 Notre Dame
0: 58 18 is red snapper Yeah I'm not I'm not that generous I I am I'm thinking that uh that we uh, that we cover 30 uh Jimmy Joe thought it was 13 and Wookiee is just blowing the hell out of this thing 56 7 so you know 7 7 touchdowns difference here Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Notre Dame does. Um, we should win, uh, the Dos Leprechauns, uh, faithful will be present. So if anyone is in the Bay area and going to the game, um, hit up uh, Dos Leprechauns on Twitter or Facebook. We will be there. One of our representatives, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, we're excited. (sighs) Any other thoughts? Did I miss anything red snapper?
1: No, I think we're good. I think the the big one that we kind of stumbled on was Marcus Freeman needs to just be loyal to his own recruitment efforts.
0: Yeah, I do think we need to uh, go in with the uh, the attitude that we've recruited these guys. They've they've had you know hundred basically a hundred teams that they could choose from, and they chose Notre Dame. So we need to. Uh, especially at the quarterback position, go from there and uh, figure out where we're going to go. But it's Thanksgiving. We wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I am thankful for all of you, our listeners. Um, I'm thankful for Notre Dame football, uh, bringing joy to my life. Uh, mostly when we win. But, <laughs>
1: uh, but I am thankful for hearing Jimmy Joe getting his first yeah, Notre Dame Jimmy game gets first and game. the way he signed off go Irish like a true Irish fan who's you know definitely been able to cheer inside the stadium so yeah
0: we'll go out with a little Charlie Brown music here it's, for some reason I'm getting a getting a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving vibe so enjoy your turkey uh if again if you have last minute uh uh turkey recipe needs uh hit, hit me up DM me right don't don't you know, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll hook you up. Um, yeah, but, but we're actually doing brisket here. So, so I actually, I actually already have the snake, uh, of briquettes already ready to go in the, uh, in the, in the Weber tonight. So, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, we'll get that sucker fired up. I think seven, I'm going to set the alarm and we'll just roll with it. Sweet. We're aiming for an hour to two hours in the, in the warm cooler. So,
1: you, do you want to sneak Mac
0: on? I'm so tired. Sorry, Mac. You dropped off. It's way too late, and it's approaching midnight, and I'm exhausted. So, Sorry, Mac. Uh, we'll get you next time. i get you in the post-game show. This is the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Thank you for joining us. The Wake recap and the Stanford pregame show. Really appreciate it, everybody. Go Irish. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and games on the Pac-12 network. We'll see you then. Take care. Go Irish. Beat trees.